Radio. Love this is the Radio. network, the five most songs. And uh, just want to, again, welcome everyone, every single one of you, to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. We really are thankful for your time. Really appreciate those of you who have been following us since 2011, as well as the Douglas Kennedy family line, my actual bloodline that also followed this show. Family's in the house tonight. Yes, yes, yes. Because you're going to hear from our... Excuse me, sorry about that little noise. You're going to hear from a little, from a, from one of our family members tonight, among other guests that we're going to have have on, talking about talking about so a group of people that we love dearly, and that is young black men. The name of the show, the title of this show tonight, is going to be Survival Skills for Black Men in a white supremacist America. We're going to especially pay close attention to young black males, but it is for sure, again, survival skills for black men in white supremacist America. Uh, Sent this out to many of you tonight. It's going to be an open forum, and uh, you just, uh, again, uh, invited to join us tonight as we talk about this very serious and relevant topic very complicated topic, but yet it's simple because we're going to invite the Most High into this to rain on us knowledge and wisdom and understanding. And do not ever underestimate family and friends. To gather in His name. The scripture says it like this Where there are two or more gathered in my name, there I'm in the midst. So no doubt tonight, we definitely invite the Father, Yahweh of Israel, and His Son, Yeshua. Many of you know Him as Jesus. We invite Him into this topic tonight. Don't try to make it out of a Bible study, per se. We're just talking about reality, what's really going on in our world, where it relates to these people that we call black men. This group of people that the world called black men here in America. Tonight's show We'll be talking about them. I did say open forum, meaning we are open as to you don't have to stick to what the the, the host and the and the co-hosts are saying about black men. You can go any direction. So it is kind of open, but we are definitely talking about survival skills for black men in a white supremacist America. So it's kind of open and it's kind of not. So uh, again, thank you thank you for taking the precious time out of your life to tune in to get some solutions and hopefully to share solutions hopefully to share solutions i want to go ahead and play a little song that i think is is very relevant uh it says don't waste your life this is by lecrae a very popular rapper out there born again and he's just saying to the young men of america and really the world don't waste your time. So we're going to take a little short break and just hear from Lecrae, and we're going to come back with our guests and get into this heavy, heavy uh, conversation. And like I say, folks, never underestimate what two or more are gathering his name, because the Father will speak through someone tonight, if not you. We'll be right back. Again, you've been listening to the Five Smooth Network. I'm Brother Seth, and here we go. Again, this is, Le- this is Le- Lecrae. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, what's your life, man? 
I know a lot of people that are scared to go die. Couple of us thinking of be living in the sky. While I'm here living, man, I gotta ask why. What am I here for? I gotta figure out. Waste my life, no, I gotta make it count. If Christ is real, then what am I gonna do about? Everything in Luke 12, 15, now it's 21, you really gotta go and check it out. Paul said if Christ ain't resurrected, we wasted our lives. But that implies that our life built around Jesus being alive. Yeah, they gonna be trying to show the world why. Christ is more than everything I'll ever try. Better than pretty women and sitting and living to get a minute of any women, a minute you admire. It ain't no lie, we created for.
and that starts with not wasting our time tonight. And so, again, family and friends, we have a very powerful show coming your way tonight where we're talking about survival skills for black men in a white supremacist America. Yes, America is a white supremacist nation. Not all. Uh, we're not talking about when I talk, when we talk about white supremacy tonight, family and friends. Let me just say this here on this Five Smooth Stone Network. Again, you listen to Brother Seth. We got some guests going to be coming a little bit, but let me just go ahead and define white supremacy. The working definition of white supremacy, as your host is going to put out there tonight, and I think your co-host as well. When I say white supremacy, I'm not talking about people. We're not talking about people. We're not talking about people. We're talking about a philosophy, lies that people believe. They don't think it's lies. They don't even know. I'm going to share tonight. You'll see very clearly, brothers and sisters, how a lot of so-called black people, good, nice church-going people, or good, nice people that don't go to church, are a part of this white supremacist power structure. In other words, it's a philosophy. And a lot of us who love the Father, who who may not even go to church, some of us do go to church, this don't have nothing to do with church per se. This is a philosophy where we believe that white supremacy is superior. And uh, these young men, black men, so-called black men, is in the middle of these crosshairs as this idolatry emerges as America, as I'm talking about white America, black America, I'm talking about Indians, I'm talking about Hispanics, as we worship subconsciously, subliminally, subliminally, you'll see how the so-called black man is being destroyed by this philosophy of white supremacy that is nothing more than a philosophy believed by old black people, old black women, old black missionaries, old black pastors, old black community workers, young black community workers, middle-aged community workers. And we're going to show you this giant standing very clear in the black community. Now, most of the time we say white supremacy, we're talking, people think of white people, white, white people. But I'm going to share with you tonight how what a lot of black men do naturally and normally, something God has given them, something God is putting them to do as men, is not valued. It's not it's not it's not paid attention to. This black man and we're not talking about the black woman tonight. Tonight the black woman is on vacation. We'll talk about her another show. Tonight, sisters be patient with us. There's going to be a lot of attention towards this black male, this black man. Okay? So just know that tonight is not your night. Uh, however, we can't talk about the black man without either you will be definitely in the conversation. But tonight, the spotlight is upon black males in America. The disrespect, the abuse, the... Um, Oh my goodness! I just don't know where to start with this. It, 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 it is something that very few people talk about. That's why we're doing this show tonight. We're talking about the destruction of something God put on this planet. Something the Most High started with. I'm talking about dark-skinned people. How this world has is turned backwards, and how we look at this this male, this man, especially in America. Now we're talking about black men all over the world, really, but. 
again, the spotlight is on black men in America. This is where white supremacy, the philosophy of white supremacy, is the heaviest, is the hardest, is the uh, most blatant. So we're going to talk about this male, and I'm one of them, by the way. And, and uh, by the way, let me just, and I have to do these things. Uh, you guess, just bear with me. I'm coming to you. If you're going to be on the show tonight, by the way, go ahead and press 1 on the phone lines where I can come to you here in a little bit. But we want everybody to be on the same uh, one accord tonight, on one accord tonight. Tonight is about not bashing the white man. Tonight, tonight's show is not about bashing the white man. I'm going to say it again. Tonight is not about bashing a certain kind of people. If we bash white people tonight, we've missed the boat. We didn't do our job. Tonight is about looking at a philosophy that's in all of us. When we get to tonight, if the Father have his way, and if I can articulate this thing the way I've been doing over the years, you're going to see this deadly, poisonous philosophy that is destroying young black boys, young black teens, young black young black men, and even older black men, mid-age men. You're going to see this disrespect, this hatred, and this genocide, really, upon a people. May God help us all. I promise you, folks, it is not just white people. Okay? And let me explain something really quickly before I go to the phone lines and bring on my guests. White supremacy is like a coin. On one side, you have the philosophy that white is superior. Some of you say, well, I don't believe that. I don't think, I don't know what you're talking about. You're talking about black people. I don't have it in me. Well, listen real close. Listen to me very close to your brother tonight. Many of you don't have problems with us feeling like uh, we're, we're uh, you don't feel like whites are superior. You think, at least in your conscious or subconscious, okay. But do you have, the other side of the coin is, do you think black is inferior? Some people never say white is superior with their mouth, with their mind. Their mind never go there. But you can hear them using words like nigger. How can you call something the most I created a nigger? I don't care if you're playing. I don't care if you're jiving. I don't care if it's N-I-G-G-A, it's N-I-G-G-E-R. How can you do it? That tells me you have that black man in your mind is what we mean by white supremacy. Because in most cases, we don't call white people that. We say, oh, yeah, I call white people niggas. Yeah, we may say that, but look who we call it the most, and look who we call it when we get the most angry. When we get the most angriest with white people, we're not saying niggas about these niggas. So this word is a word birthed out of low self-esteem. It's supposed to be, it's, it's, it's talking about a people less than what God made them, and we use this word all the time to each other. My own mother, who I love dearly, and I'm not going to throw my mother on the bus for none of y'all tonight, but I'm going to say this. Even my own mother, I believe, had problems with uh, looking at black men in their proper light because my own mother called us nigger. And I know she loved us. My mother, who many of you know my mother, and the love she had for not just us but for our neighbors and everybody knew Miss Irene. But Miss Irene, I believe if she did, then you definitely most likely call her, listener, is not going to escape if my own mother was found guilty of white supremacy. Uh, and I know I'm going a little fast here already. We're jumping into this a little thick already. Uh, but again, I, I mean every word I'm saying. If you're born in America, folks, let me just say it another way. 
if you're born in America and you're educated in America, I don't care if you have a degree, if you don't care if you have a PhD, your degree, your education system has been that of worshiping Europe, worshiping America, worshiping whites. So you don't need white people to oppress each other when you're educated like that. And most of us, especially those of us over 50, who was raised on cartoons and, and education 24 hours a day where we would go weeks without seeing blacks on TV. And this was our education. That stuff is deep inside of this older generation. I mean, folks, this is deep. This is so deep, I just cannot, I hopefully I can articulate it tonight. I'm going to share something with everyone that I shared with the listeners last week, and maybe you'll get an understanding of what I'm saying. One more time, uh, I'm going to share something in a, in a second that will help you understand what I mean by white supremacy, because if you don't understand that, you won't understand this show. We'll just be talking in Spanish. You will not understand this show if you don't understand the term white supremacy. We're going to use it tonight. Because, again, the name of the show is Survival Skills for Black Men in a White Supremacist America. I submit to the family and friends tonight, to family and friends tonight, that white supremacy is the worship of white males and then white females. It is the philosophy that whites are superior, their ways are superior, their thoughts are superior, their education is superior. And you may say, well, I don't believe that. Yeah, you do, most of you, because where do you want to go vacation? You don't want to go to Africa. You say, I ain't going to Africa. I ain't from Africa. That's self-hate right there. All of us are from Africa. If you're breathing on this planet and you have lungs and kidneys and all that, you're from Africa. Why is it for, uh, from Africa? Yes, they are. All of us are from Africa. But that feeling that most of you feel right now, that's because of white supremacy. You've been taught so many bad things. All you have to say is bad things about a continent three times bigger than the United States. You might say, oh, I don't feel you, brother. I'm not guilty of none of that. Okay, let's flip that coin over. I told you it's like a coin. On one side of the coin is the worship of white people, white culture, white philosophy, white thought, even a white savior. All right, flip the coin over. You may, you, if you're not guilty of the first side, half of the coin, let's see if you get to the back half of the coin. And that is, do you dislike, disrespect, hate black culture, Zimbabwe, Angola, I mean, African countries? Indian countries, wherever there's dark-skinned people, do you have problems with them? In most cases, most Americans do. This is why I say every single one of you born in America have somewhere in your bone a white supremacy. White supremacy. Let me share this with you, and I promise you, I'm going to the phone lines after this. I have to share this because I shared this last week, and many of you were blessed by this. I got something called a day vision, a day vision. What is a day vision, Brother Seth? I was meditating on the scriptures. I was meditating on the scriptures and in prayer, and I remember seeing something in front of me. Do not forget what I'm about to say. This will probably change your life like it did me. This is a true story. I saw an image in front of me, and I wanted to move this image. Don't ask me why. It just was blocking my view. So I got up, and I went to move the image. The image didn't move. 
And so I went to press on the image a little harder. Family and friends, this image didn't move. So I began to thrust my body into it like a football player would do when he, you know, like you're trying to tackle somebody. And this image did not move. So some something came up in my mind to see what the what the top of this thing is, see how tall it is. So I began to back up to see how tall this thing was. And I remember rushing into it again and hitting it with all my fiber, and I could not move this thing. And I began to back up to see what it was. And I began to back up to see what it was. And I began to back up and see what is this. And I began to back up and back up and back up and back up, and I couldn't see the top of it, folks. And I remember backing up so far, it was like a football field away from this image. And I still couldn't see the top. And I remember keep walking even two football fields, three football fields. And at, the, at one point, I asked somebody to take me in a vehicle because I could not see the top of this image. And I began to drive outside of the city. Couldn't see the top of it. I began to drive outside the county. Couldn't see the top of it. And I remember looking and seeing downtown Fort Worth or some cities downtown. And this image stood high above even the downtown skyline. And then, guess what? I saw the top of this image. It, it, it was a being. And I remember I saw the eyes of this thing. Now watch this. Guarantee you won't be the same after you hear this. Check this out, folks. This thing looked at me as though it was terrified and very angry with me. And it looked like it wanted to destroy me for even seeing it. It was like it's not used to being seen, like nobody never seen the top of it before. And I remember feeling terrified in my bones, scared to death. So glad it was just a day vision. It wasn't a real reality. I remember just shaking like, oh, my goodness, what was that? It was like terrified. It terrified me, rather, that I even saw it. And this came to me. Here it goes. Here goes the bomb. I said, I'll have to say this. It came to me. This is the giant of white supremacy, unmatched, unmatched, and unchallenged. White supremacy in America is not matched. There is nothing that can destroy it. Nothing. No system, no organization, nothing. There's only one thing. I should say nothing can destroy it except one thing, and that is the power of the Most High. Outside of God's kingdom, nothing, nobody can do nothing with the white supremacist structure. It is the fabric of America. This country is full of lies, deception, and ignorance. We will never know the truth about the wall. You will never know the truth about who you are. You will never know the truth about who Jesus is. You will never know the truth about Yeshua because it's the same one Jesus. You will never know the truth about who God is. You will never know the truth about who your family is. You will never know the truth about history. You will never know the truth about Africa. You will never know the truth about India. You will never know the truth about Australia. You will never know the truth. You will die and never know your what happened on this earth if you live in America and you do no other studying outside of this American system. 
is just that powerful. And tonight, we're going to prove it. I have a, a, a nephew of mine that's going to be coming on, Taurus, here in a second. He's going to talk about some experiences he had, some things he noticed in the, in the streets and outside of the streets and just in life as a young black male. Then we're going to talk about the life of, of young black men and black men in general and what we go through. But remember, we're talking about surviving solutions in this white supremacist system. So to my guests, don't be nervous. I'm going to keep the white supremacist part of it. You just do and ask the questions as we get to, at the phone lines. It's full of people already, and I do mean full of people. Those of you with questions or comments, hold off on your question right now. You want to press 1 when we tell you, but not now. Okay, let's get the guests on first, and once we get all the guests on, you can press 1. It's not a problem. I guess I should say in about 15 minutes, y'all can start pressing 1, but let's first get the guests on. Again, folks, tonight, the topic is survival skills for black men in a white supremacist America. I know that sounded kind of harsh what I said earlier. This, again, has nothing to do with white people. If you really listen to me clearly, this is a philosophy believe that whites are better, and you don't need white people even around to start to destroy each other, disrespect each other, handicap each other, cut off each other's life. Just look at the Rwanda situation. Almost a million people died in less than 90 days in Rwanda because one class was light, lighter skin who was closer to whites when they came in there in rural Rwanda. And there was a issue with color of these two classes, and they killed each other, and there was no white people hardly around. Look at Chicago, self-hate. We're destroying each other. There's not a love for each other. And often this love, this hate we have, where do we get the hate from? It's because we don't value each other. Well, who told you, we, who told you we're not valuable? Nigga, you ain't nobody. Where you get that from? Who told you that? Where did you learn it from? You learned it from this system. That's why we talk like that to each other. That's why women don't expect us. They are working right next to white males. They're constantly comparing us. We're constantly comparing our women to white women. And there is this self-hate that we have. Folks, I'm serious when I say white supremacy and black people. Let's go to the phone lines. That's enough intro there. Okay. Again, I want to thank everything going on for tuning in to this powerful show uh, where we're going to be talking about survival skills for black men in white uh, white supremacist America. First guest I'm going to bring on is going to be um, John Clark all the way in California. Uh, he has a Texas number, but no doubt he is in Inglewood, California. John Clark, are you there? I'm here. What's good, sir? Well, what's happening, brother? Go ahead and say hello to the to, to the family and friends, and uh, then we'll go to the phone lines again. There's another hand up. Please go ahead, brother, and greet the people. Hello, everybody. Um, happy to be back at Blog Talk Radio. Happy to have this discussion. Been thinking about it. Put down some notes and ready to get at it. Yes, yes, and y'all, John. Many of y'all know John. He he, he he don't he don't toot his horn much, but he's a he dealing dealing real estate mortgage, uh, a loan officer, this that and the other. John is our finance guy, as 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 well as our revelations guy, as well as our end time guy. We go to him for a lot of things, but John really has a, a good idea, knowledge about the streets. He grew up in Philadelphia and here and there, other parts of the country, and so and there he's in Inglewood, California. So I know he has a lot to say about being black.
black of being a black man in America in a white supremacist America. Uh, I don't see the uh, Taurus yet. I don't think so. While we wait for Taurus, I want to go to the phone lines. I got another hand that's up. John, we're gonna go ahead and get this question out of the way. I don't know who this is. Right. Uh, let's see here. Error code seven eight six three one two. I want to go ahead. Go ahead with your question or comment. If you don't mind, can you give us your city? And your name, please, before your question or comment. Yeah, Fort, Lauder- Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Okay. And, sir, I have and a couple your name? questions. Uh, Tony. Hi, Tony from Fort Lauderdale. How you doing, sir? Good, good. Thank you for taking my call. I do have a couple questions for you regarding, you know, the, what you guys are talking about. Um, okay. Would you say, because I hear you guys talking about slavery, you know, you guys have talked about the slaves and and being enslaved and whatnot, but would you say the white man is 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 the at fault for uh, all of slavery throughout history? No, no, I don't give white people that much power. I believe white people was used called by the most I can prove in the scripture. They was called to do what they did for a season. The reason the white man is going to face judgment from the most high, I'm talking about the white man in America and in Europe, okay. this, this this late, late, late slave, the reason why they're going to face judgment is because they took it too far. But I do believe that God called white people to do what they do, did, to go into Africa, to get those slaves. I believe it. I'm going to get in trouble with probably some calls tonight, but I do uh-huh. believe that they would not have the power that they have today because they're not invincible, they're not superior in any fashion. And in order for them to have this kind of success, surely the most high have to be on their side in terms of uh, turning them over to Satan. Now, this is how I believe it happened real quick, uh, Tony. Well, uh, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second, Tony. Hold on a second. Hold on, hold on a second. Yeah. All right. I want to make sure you don't misunderstand me. First and foremost, if I didn't say this already, this is a love show. We ain't down with no white man. This is a that's the show down the street. I love we love all people. Or I love people, and I'm the host of this show. We are totally about promoting love for all people and equality. I do not think white people are superior in any way. White people are black people that's lacking pigmentation. White people are from Africa. They could never be superior to Mother Africa because they come from it. In terms of why they have been so successful with technology and ruling the world is because the Father said in various scriptures he would use a nation from the north to chastise the earth because of disobedience. Go right ahead. Okay. Okay. So the question is, um, so you just said you just said that we're all from Africa. Now I'm I'm kind of confused. Now, do you believe in do you believe in uh, like pa- Pandora or Pangea? Because uh, if so, that that means that you don't really believe in the scripture. But what in fact you believe in is is uh, is uh, evolution. Which one is it? What I believe in the scriptures, I believe that God made man from the dust of the earth, and he said, Thus thou art, and thus shall, shall thou return. When we die, we all go back to that brown dirt. Okay, dust. but you just referenced... Sir, you okay? I know I totally understand, and I'm I'm with you, but I just it kind of threw me off there because it kind of you one uh, with with the same breath you 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 recite the scripture and then and then go ahead and start mentioning the fact that uh, that we all come from Africa, which leads me to believe that you believe in in uh, evolution. But anyways, my oh, hold on, hold on, quick. Let me clear, let me let me clarify that. Hold on, hold on. I, you can talk to we don't rush folk off the line, so if you're used to those talk shows where they rush off the line, you feel like you got to get in. No, take your yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Right now, there's okay. not another hand up and. Until we we could talk to you until we get done talking to you. But let me just say this really quickly. The Bible talks about the Father making man from the dust of the earth. Okay? Mm-hmm. I believe he did that. 
and he talks about how all men come from one blood. Okay, we all come from one blood. So I I don't I don't know what box you're gonna throw me in for that, but the box I'm claiming to be from is the scriptures. Okay. All right. So uh, okay, we'll just agree to disagree on that one. But uh, one last question, if you don't mind. Now the um, now there's a lot of things that people might say are, are racist, but I, I would say sports would be an equal an equal playing field, uh, and, and different uh, events where people, you know, they, they there's a lot of camaraderie and 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 uh, they develop a lot of friendships, black, white, Asian, whatever it is. Uh, one, one in particular that we've been taking, we've been doing some uh, some retreats where this gentleman's been taking a few of us out to the woods, and we've been we've been practicing munging. Are you familiar with munging? Not really. But okay, let me well, talk about I'll, something really quick before you say to you're building something and you just laid a breakdown I don't agree with. So I'm gonna make this less than like 30 seconds, okay? I okay, want you okay, to keep building, but I disagree with that brick you just laid down. You said sports we're all equal. We're not all equal. Sports is one of the most racist times of. I, of course, we're there, and we, we're looking good, and we're dominating in football and all that. But the people that's pulling the strings, the agents, the owners, oh, my goodness. You see slavery. All you got to do is look at what's going on with the NFL. Let them kneel. Let them make a statement and get on over here, nigga. So, no, I don't think it's equal at all. I don't think nope. it's equal at all. I think, I think what's equal is when we go to dominate and they let us along and, and we begin to do our thing. Then we, they see the, 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 the sheer strength or, or some people might say superiority. I don't know if I would, you know, I, in some ways I think we are superior uh, physically, not spiritually or anything like that, but bodily. Science say that, black babies with the strong backs. and the, I think there's something to that. I don't think it means anything other than... Because uh, you remember, white skin is a recessive trait. It's a mutation from black, just like light-skinned blacks. Light-skinned blacks is a mutation from dark-skinned black, and there's a lot of proof into to the melanin and sun and the bone density with melanin that creates a stronger body. So, no, we, I don't think we equal where sports is concerned at all. Go ahead and build well, your I house. Say, well, I think, I think you kind of took that, you kind of mis misconstrued what I said, what I meant by that. I mean about the camaraderie, not so much of, of uh, you kind of went down down a dark path there. I was more talking right. about if you've ever played football, you start discuss. You know, you 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 have a lot of camaraderie with the individual. Now, what I wanted to say real quick was about the um, was about munging. So munging, what it is, is uh, it's a very special thing that men share t together, and and women sometimes share in it as well. And what we do is we let's say here where I'm at in Florida, what we do is we go to the newspaper and we look up the obituaries. And what we do in the middle of the night is we dig up a dead body and we put our mouths on the pussy of the dead body and somebody jumps on the stomach and smushes all the guts into the other person's <laughs> mouth. The dead you know what? Let me, let me tell you something. So when, so, Tony, so, Tony, 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 the black, it's Tony, 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 this is what the white males do when they don't have nothing to say. They just make them look so smart. Now, Tony, I don't normally I'll hang up on folks. Okay, I'm going to come back to you and see if you have stopped talking. And uh, maybe you got an apology for us. Are you there? I thought you wasn't. He hung up. See, let me tell you all something. I am hitting the giant in the mouth tonight. I'm not hitting white people. If you're really listening to this show tonight, I'm not hitting white people. I said I love white people. I'm not on no hate tip. 
This ain't no black power show. I'm going to the scriptures. I'm letting you know who these people are, who we are. We are them with less pigmentation. I'm breaking the back of white supremacy. I'm taking it all back to the roots. And if we can understand what I'm saying, you're going to get a lot of Tonys. We're going to get a lot of these kind of calls. One day I got a call where I have 200 people just like him flooding my show. And I was talking about love for white people. But you know what I was doing? I was attacking white supremacy. Now, we're going to get some black people to do the same thing. Why? Because they really believe inside of their heart of hearts that I'm old, I'm tripping. I'm all hatred. There's some people right now think he hate he hate white. I don't care what because they don't know what black love look like. They don't know what love for all people look like. I don't have a bone in my body, John. No hatred for anyone. I am submitting tonight survival skills for black men in a white supremacist America, and that it was a white male that I was trying to just talk some sense into. You see. So, family, we're going to continue rolling. John, you, you sound like you had something to say to the brother really quickly. Please. Well, I, yeah, I, I think that you, there's always uh, someone who has an ulterior motive, uh, and tonight it was Tony. Uh, and the, the fact is that um, there's no reason to lash out for us, no reason to lash out at that type of thing. We see now. We see now. And so Tony took the low road, and now he's just kind of painted himself into a corner. He, he, he did exactly what they've always done, just like Brother Seth has stated, y'all. They do that stuff, and Seth doesn't lash out at them. If they're willing to have a civil discussion, Seth can, uh, go, goes ahead and engages them. But oftentimes that type of mentality can't have that discussion, so they hang up. They hang right. up. I've been I've been listening to Five Smooth Stones, other shows similar to this, for, since 2012. I guess it's been same same scenario, same scenario. Yes, yes, and and I see I got a hand up. I'm going to come to you, Eric Code eight one seven three five three in just a second. But again, tonight it's not about bashing white males, white white women. I'm bashing white supremacy. If I do this show correct, you're going to get the same response from black people. Because it's something about, listen, listen to me, folks. When we start talking about the black male and the black man, how he's he's like a god under God, and he should be worshipped but not nowhere near the most high, not in the same conversation with the most high. But this is God's creature, who he made and put in that garden. That was a dark-skinned man, and this man became, uh, uh, the, I mean, he's, he's the father of the planet. This is Adam. This is Noah. This is Enoch. This is Jesus. Well, white skin appear in the Bible, your Bible. I can prove, I can show you, as he just stayed on the line, how white skin in the Bible was down, looked down upon because it's a recessive trait. In biblical times, that was called a curse or a plague. Yes, I need the Tony to stay on the line to hear this. A lot of our sisters have issues with this black man. He's out of his mind right now. 
He's been enslaved, and he still has residue of slavery in his head. But that was God's once chosen people. He, this is Israelites y'all looking at in America. We're supposed to be on the corner holding our things. We're supposed to be not fathering our children. I'm not saying we should. Listen, careful. We are disobedient people, ran out of Israel. The Bible says, I'm going to scatter you through the four corners in slave ships because you have forsaken my word. He said, I'm going to scatter you. And he talks about the, the state of those people when they're out of their mind because they turn from their God. So they're going to do things like blood touching blood, as the scriptures say, black on black crime. They're going to do things like not father their children. I'm not saying it's right, it's wrong, and it's horrible, and people are suffering from it. But you got to know who this man is that's dysfunctioning. Because across the waters, the African male's not doing all these things. They're ruling. There's empires that was black. Don't believe all this white supremacy you hear over the news about black countries. I'm talking about black preachers sometimes. Again, white supremacy doesn't have a face. It could be black pastors. Oh, you know, Africa, hey, it's all cursing, a bunch of voodoo, and all the leaders are corrupt. Why are they corrupt? They corrupt because the West said, if you don't give us these resources, we're going to kill your, your family. So they take the resources, and those leaders end up being corrupt. This is the same thing they've been doing since the beginning of time. But let's go to the phone line. Someone has their hand up for a long, long time, and uh, I do apologize. But they're going to start kind of, I guess this is kind of slow, but folks, we're about to get into some things, start talking about weed smoking, selling weed, violence, uh, uh, talking about uh, criminals, so-called criminal behavior, all these uh, uh, tip, uh, uh, what you call it, um, Things that these, some of these are lies said about black men. Some of the true stuff black men do. The N-word, the rap culture, strip clubs, self-hate. We're going to talk about all of these characteristics that some black men have while other black men are doing just the opposite. They are taking care of their parents, their children, and their parents to some of them. They are graduating uh, from, from high school and college. It's not a whole lot compared to the masses, but there's still a lot of black innovators, a lot of black inventors, a lot of blacks that you're not going to ever see shaking up the world, not just in America, but all over the world. The fastest computer, I'm not going to go off and make it a, 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 a February a Black History Month thing on this show tonight, but there's a whole lot of things we're doing that you will never see with your eyes, and you just got to know about the spirit. It's going on. A lot of our kids do love the father. They do love their mother. They they don't want to sell drugs. They don't want to do this. Even a lot of them that's doing this crazy stuff, they, it, 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 it's a reason. It's a reason because a lot of times when there's other opportunities, they excel in other areas of their life. So this... Again, we're dealing tonight. Y'all bear with us. I uh, may not say everything the way y'all like it. I may come off a little harder, may come off a little loud. Be patient with us tonight. Again, we're talking about survival skills for black men in a white supremacist society. Eric code 817-353. I apologize. You've been holding your hand for a while. Go ahead and give us your name and the city you're calling from, please. Okay. Hey, Sid. Hi, John. How you guys doing? I want to say that I really appreciate you guys. You're doing a wonderful job, and I appreciate how you just handled the caller that came in that was very disrespectful. But I, I really you. have a lot of respect for you guys. But I want to be the first to say that I do apologize myself as a uh, a black female because 
you hit something on the head a few minutes ago. Well, we lash out and we can say that word nigga so freely. We are slapping God in the face with so much disrespect because in the wound, he said that he was well pleased with his creation. And God has never created junk. And I have to be the first one to say I apologize uh, for what I've done and how I've represented the black the black woman, not only for myself, but what I've done uh, to my family, to my siblings, to my friends, because it wasn't okay. But I got something I want to read real quick, and I just want to say I hope this show opens up many eyes because a lot of times we don't see the harm that we're doing to each other. And our job is strictly to build, not to tear down. And we've done this for far too long. So we just need to stop and regroup and start this process all over again. But it reads in the apology, they beat me and I called you to save me, but you couldn't. So I secretly resented you. They took our babies and sold them. I beg you to save us. But you couldn't, so I secretly blamed you. They raped me, and I cried out for you to protect me, but you couldn't, so I stopped trusting you. You were supposed to be my man, my provider, my everything, my protector, but when I needed you, you couldn't be there, so I hated you. How could I let you tell me what to do when Master could protect me more than you? How could I submit, submit to you when you are forced to submit to Massa? So I protect myself. I submitted to the one who could protect me and our children. I stopped trusting you. I stopped loving you. I stopped honoring you. I stopped valuing you. And in turn, I became valueless to you. I don't see the frustration in your eyes when our children were sold. I didn't hear your silent cries when I was beaten. I didn't see your anger when I was being ravished. I didn't understand that you held your emotions to be strong for me. I thought you didn't care. But you wanted to be there. You wanted to protect me. But Master made it so you couldn't, so I would trust him more than you. I didn't see the hidden hand slapping our destiny. All I saw was my pain and the feeling that you neglected me. For all the times that I blamed you, I want to say I'm sorry for the resentment and the distrust I held against you for centuries. I have to say I'm sorry for the times I let you down. I have to say that I'm sorry. For all the times I've broken your spirit with my negative words and my actions. For the times I openly rejected you and I tried to control you because I thought less of you. I have to be the first to say that I'm sorry. Master had a plan that he said would work for 400 years. 400 years, my brother my family, my, my backbone, 400 years is now over. My eyes are wide open. I do 
hear me, I do see the king in you. Please forgive me for my wrongs and see me as the queen that I was supposed to be in your eyes. Wow. That was pretty powerful. Pretty powerful, Donna. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Where did you get that, may I ask? I sent that long time ago. Uh, I was looking up some black history information, and it hit me. It hit me so hard. I sent it out. And as you all was talking, I said, let me find this because it is so valuable for tonight. And when you was talking about how we treated the most high with with this self-hate, why are we hating when God gave us nothing but his best for our lives? When you can let somebody dic- dictate who you are and who you're supposed to be and you not see the plans that God had for your life, I say shame on us because we're too busy looking over the fence instead of looking in your own backyard and realizing who you are and who you were supposed to be. And it ain't over. It ain't over, as they say, until the fat woman starts singing. When the roll is called up, yeah, there ain't nobody singing, so that means we still got a chance to get it right. And let me just say this, Donna, before you go. I, I appreciate that comment and, and, and that poem for real, that, that, that article. Let me just say this to those that haven't done those things she was saying when she was talking about how the woman wasn't there and all these things. Folks, listen, this is not a time to, uh, uh, and I don't think she's doing this, but I'm just saying this. Those of you that might be tempted to feel guilty or whatever, listen, know this. You didn't know no better. You did the best you could. You can't outdo what you don't. You can't do what you don't know. Well, listen, I'm going to say it again. In America, if you're raised and educated in America, most of us are. Now, a lot of us are throwing up white supremacy because we're learning who we are. We're learning about true history of the world. And we're doing something even more powerful. We're studying the scriptures. And the Father is revealing to us that giant, I said, and he is causing us to throw up. This thing is the, the 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 official name for it, the, the scripture name for white supremacy, is idolatry. It's an idol. It is. I, I I really believe white supremacy is the religion of America, not Christianity. I can prove it. We do it all the time. We worship. Again, you you, you may not say I worship white people. You might just say I don't like black people. But where did you get that from? Where are you banking that from? What are you complaining, comparing them to? What make you think they ain't good? What make you think they stupid? Who told you they was dumb? Who told you they was lazy? If you answer that, you're going to say, I learned it from my education. There we go. There's the white supremacy. Two coins. What Donald just was saying, don't feel bad if that's you. You didn't know no better. They told you it was niggas. And really, until you believe it. A lot of black yeah. men put up with us. One more thing. A lot of black men put up with us. A lot of okay. I don't. I'm not. Before I say that, I'm gonna let John come in because it's gonna take a minute for me to say this. Go ahead, John. What do you have to say, please? Well, I think um, I think that we may be a little uh, off target as to what you initially were looking to do. And obviously, while white supremacy plays a huge part in things. We um, definitely want to um, 
engage the um, men of color uh, and talk about some practical ways to deal with what we're dealing with now, the, there's a certain degree of alienation that I think takes place when you're talking about the word nigger. Elishua referred to it last week. Now, I think that black men and women together need to – now, as a matter of fact, I'll say do this test for yourself before you beat yourself up for saying that word. Do a test, and that test is this. When you use that word to whomever you use it to, was there any maliciousness in your heart? And the reason why I say that is because I disagree with you, Brother Seth, respectfully so, but I know this word, I know it very well, and this word is tantamount when it's used. Um, I, I, had, I remember responding to a friend's Facebook post. He's a Filipino, but he married a black girl. Uh, I went to school with him. And he was saying like how his wife was explaining to him how um, black people use that word amongst themselves, but someone cannot just come in and use that word. And so a white guy comes on and says, you know, he doesn't understand why black people still do that. It's like they're degrading themselves, so on and so forth. And seeing the error of his ways, I responded, which I very seldom do on Facebook. So I told him, I said, that word is colloquially spoken. It's never with an E-R. It's with an A. And I said that it's, it's utilized with people who are familiar with themselves. Very seldom is it utilized just like open even though some people will do that. It's not utilized openly. A white girl responded, and she said, so one moment, Seth, because you, you have me on here as a host, and I haven't really got to go ahead. anything, even though I have a – okay. You got to talk a up here, brother, because you know me. I'll be just flying, but go ahead. Well, that's the reason why I'm actually kind of slowing down being methodical in my approach, because this right here, it will alienate the young heads. The heads on the block, this will alienate them. You're talking about marijuana, which to me there's nothing wrong with that. It will alienate them. You're, you're making things wrong that, in my opinion, not even the Bible said was wrong. And so that's the reason okay. why I'm doing this. And, again, it's not to dispute you. It's to let them know that we don't all think the same way. We don't. And we don't. So all I'm saying, the, the, the young white girl, she says, could you use that with your mother? I said, absolutely not. It's something that you use more so around your peers. Even if your mom used it around her peers, you couldn't use it around your mom because you're not your mom's peer. So my own, the only point that I'm trying to say is that it's colloquially spoken. If you're not a Let part me of say that clip. Let me say this really quick, John. I want, I'm going to let you finish, okay? And Donna is still on the line. Donna, we'll come back to you here in a second. But John raises a very interesting point. And you know what, y'all? Don't think I'm, 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 I'm bipolar here when I say this. I do agree with him to some degree. I do think when some people say it, there is a love in it. I've seen it. What's up, my nigga? Oh, boy, I see you. I, it's not the same word, but my point is, right after that happened, somebody else is going down the road, and they mad at their boyfriend, they'll say this right here, and then we hear this also. This, he get on my there, this nigga. Okay. That's what I'm trying to say. That's why I'm saying this word got to, we can keep using it, but it's going to be confusing. Oh, you know what I mean, nigga. 
Listen to it. This nigga. Agreed. It, it's yeah, it's full of venom. Those are two different words. It is two different saying, words. I, I agree with you. They're actually spelled the exact same way, but they're two entirely different words. One of them hurts you. One of them makes you smile. But it's the exact same word. My thing is this. This is my thing is this. If I saw you, Brother John, this is how I greet you. Don, I want you to comment on what John is saying, and then I want John to finish. If I, when I see Brother John, I say, hey, what's going on, Brother John? I'm not lying. If I saw Moses, if I ever see Moses, and I'm sure I will one day, I'm going to say, what's up, Brother Moses? I don't change no names under no circumstances. My point is, we can continue using the word in. I don't want to make the whole show about that because we got bigger fish to fry, but I'll just say we do need to understand the value. The reason I don't like using the word is very simple. When I see the value of who we are, oh, my God, we are royalty, man. I mean, I know you know this, but, y'all, I'm not playing. We the people in that book. <laughs> I hate to tell y'all because some of y'all is going to hurt your little feelings. I'm going to tell y'all right now, the saints of old was vastly dark-skinned people. Europe is a new place. It didn't always exist. Those whites was in somewhere in Africa, albinos, that migrated up to the north to begin to mix among themselves. And after you keep mixing recessive traits over and over, white skin, white skin, albinos, white skin, over and over, you can't produce better pigment people no more. It's two people that has all the facial features of everybody on the planet. It's black people, so-called black people in Africa. They got every bone structure. They look like Chinese. There's short Africans. There's tall Africans. There's oval-faced Africans. There's slant-eyed Africans. There's Africans with big butts, no butts. Bone structure, everything is in two places. It's in Africa and it's in Europe. Do you know why those Europeans have everything we got? Because they are us. Those are different breeds, different people from all those various tribes. They have albinos when up north. I can prove what I'm saying. So y'all got in y'all head, Jesus white. If he was white, he just was. I don't care. Most of my life I thought he was white. This was a dark-skinned man. Solomon was a dark-skinned man. Abraham was a dark-skinned man. Isaiah was a dark-skinned man. That Bob is full of dark-skinned people. When I think about him, I sometimes like to almost like I'm talking to him. I know when I die one day, John, they're going to say, you saw it right. I see them. I see dead people, as the movie said. <laughs> I see them. I know them. They look like us. They look like us. The bad ones look like us. The evil people, the earth that was destroyed before, dark-skinned people. White-skinned people is a recessive trait, and the only reason there's this many whites as it is 8% is because they have destroyed a whole planet full of black people. I'm going to say this real quick, and I'm going to go back to John and Donna. Real quick, y'all, think real quick. A gentleman one time wrote a book, his name is Jefferson Edwards, and he said, oh, said he believed in the, well, it don't matter what he believed. Let me just say something. Balance the population. What does that mean, balance the population, Seth? 
Whites have killed literally over a billion people. I'm talking about bloodshed like murders. A hundred million in the Middle Passage. There's been over a hundred million in South America. The American Indians, high millions. If you add up all those millions, that's like a billion people. Well, if they would have lived, those whites would not have killed them. They would have had children. They children had children. They children had children. They children had children. How many people would that be today? Another 7 billion people. If we put those people back on the planet and then subtract, a lot of them would have died and all of that, you would have twice the amount of people on this planet. There would not be no 8% population of whites. There would not be no 10% population of whites. There would probably be .0002. Now let's come back and have this blog, this blog show after that. And you'll see what I mean by that Bible had to have been people dark-skinned. Now let's go back to whether or not we want to call each other nigger. See how much, how crazy it sounds. I'm just saying, I don't. I understand what John is saying. I understand what John is saying, and he's right. But for me, and I'm not better than John. I'm not better than John. I'm not more ethical than John. I'm just saying, you're talking about royalty. You're talking about the first family of the Bible, Israel, holy people. Even though we're acting a fool, holy people with somebody. That's why those slave ships came, because he said, of all the nations of the earth, Amos 3 and 2, of all the nations of the earth, I've known you, so you're going to suffer for all your transgressions because you're my firstborn. We are his firstborn. He called us from Abraham for us to reach the whole world through our relationship with him. Nobody has church like we do. Nobody's more spiritual than we are. Even the Africa, as powerful as they are with all of the powerful spirituality, they can't touch African Americans. I'm not trying to, I'm just being real. It's something about the African American. And it's time we get away from these crazy names calling each other. We got to start being treating each other as though we're little G's, not the most high, but like Christ said, ye are gods. But you're going to die as mere men because of your sin. Donna, any comments on what we're saying? Then I'm going to go ahead and wrap your line up. We're going to, and, and Tarz, if you're in the house, our guest speaker, please press one. Donna, any comments on what John is saying? Quickly. No, I, 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 I agree with John, but we got to find a solution and we got to work as a team. Because our young people are falling off. And it's just not young people. It seems like we as a people, period, is falling off. There's too much going on. And we have so much to give to one another in building a strong, successful world. Uh, but we have to tap into it. We got to know who we are. And even with the word nigga, I'm sorry, it's not acceptable. I'm sorry. Call me by my name. That's not what if okay. what if it's you a friendly know? nigga? What if it's a friendly nigga it's like not, what's up, Donald? Hold on, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. It's not okay. It's we know where it came from. It's not okay. It's like when I look at Hollywood when I went to see Black Panther, I was so thrilled with that movie because we have beautiful black women with no hair. Beautiful. But all of Hollywood and everybody feel like they got to have other folks' hair in their head, hanging to their ass, excuse me, made up. What happened to the beautiful, authentic you? 
It's not okay. I got you. I, even, I got you, Donna. Even with smoking, even with smoking weed, it's not okay because it's the floodgate to the mess that we're dealing with. Everybody strung out on drugs and can't be parents. Can't be sisters, can't be brothers, can't be mothers and fathers because they done kept in some mess that's got a stronghold on them. So guess Madonna, what? Hold on, Say hold no on to dope. Hold on a minute. Say hold no on, to dope because it, it ain't good for you. If it's Donna, Donna, hold on a second. There are people that smoke weed have been smoking weed for many years. They hold on a job. Some of them pay your salary. Well, not you now, but they pay your salary when you, you work. If you got people that can just smoke their weed, but you know doggone well, the weed they smoking now, you can smell it like a doggone skunk, ganja, kush, a gas, lamb. It got all kind of stuff in it now. It ain't Mary Jane no more. Okay, Donna, listen. I we, we got your point. All, we I'm got saying your point. Is, all, I, all I'm saying is if it can incriminate you, hell, leave it alone. I I I if it, I see people that do it. I see people in other uh, 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 cities that's making billions of dollars. And it's okay, but I also see brothers and sisters down here that got jail time. I, I for tell the you what, though, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this because you're long winded. That's okay, but I want to bring up my guest. Tars is in the house now. I want to bring him on. I want his philosophy, how he feels about the various things we talked about. Uh, so let's do this. You, why don't you just hang out with us a little bit? Just remember, you got talking little short spots, like three minute pop, I'm something sorry, like that. I'm now. sorry. Okay, you know, I'm you and I, we can talk. Okay. So, John, go ahead and comment before I bring on Taurus. Make it quickly so we can bring on Taurus because I really want him. He's like the main person that's going to be going to be talking to about life in the streets, how the young people look at this, how they look at that. And I, I'm really anxious to hear what he's got to say. Any comments quickly, John? Yes. And yeah, I'll just wait because I don't want it to be quickly because a lot has been said and it, it all should be addressed. And it can't be done quickly. Well, John, no, I really want you to go ahead and say it's okay because you got a lot. I don't want you to. Well, I, I know how these personalities can be, and we kind of drown you out for real. I absolutely can be efficient, and I'm just saying that I just want to get this out. Like what Donna is saying, so Donna has to conduct her life within the parameters of what she just stated. Okay. I have to conduct my life within my own parameters. So each person knows how they use that word at some given point in time. In my entire life, I never called someone that name to try and berate them. <laughs> never. It was If I wanted to berate them, I called them other names. We have a litany of those. My point is that when, you were, when you're saying that we are kings, that's how a king greeted a king. You see someone you haven't seen, and they say, ha, oh, my God, my nigga, what is good? That is not a disparaging statement. Same word came from a different place in the heart. That's all I'm saying. And so when you have Taurus on the line or somebody, some of these young heads, they know that they didn't mean anything disparaging towards their brothers when they use that word. They know that. And so it's, it, you alienate them by, by telling them they've done some type of wrong, some type of uh, transgression, when in their heart 
God would not judge them because there was no maliciousness there. That's all I, I guess what I'm trying to say is this. this let, let me just say this, John, and then because, you know, I just got it real quick. My thing is this. Here we are trying to build a nation. We're trying to get this royalty down. The world is watching us. The Bible says that Israel is to lead the nation to the Most High. That's our charge. We are the first family of the Bible, just in case some of y'all didn't know that. I know you know that, John, and I know think Donna know that. But listen, folks, listen, I'm telling y'all, if you haven't heard it, it's your first time hearing it, I'm going to let you know this right now. African Americans, I can prove the card to the Scripture, are Israelites, and God said, you are supposed to lead the nations to me. Now, here we are, still in love with this term of endearment name, nigga, and it's okay. John making a point. I understand if you put your homies and you ain't seen them, it it do feel love. It, it is a little something, a little something. I saw my friend today, ain't seen him in like 30 years, and I don't know if he said, what's up, my nigga? I can't even remember, but it was good seeing I understand what John is saying, but when are we going to start calling each other king? When are we going to start calling each other Israelite? When are we going to start calling, hey, I see you there, Jacob. What's happening? When are we going to start building up who we are as a people? If we still clinging on to these names that our pastor gave us, when he was full of the devil, gave us these names. We done butted up like chitlins, done cleaned it, and we're trying to eat it. I mean, yeah, it tastes good, but to some people, that's so, all I'm this, saying. Dude, that's all I'm saying. But, John, listen, I can't go to you right now. I can't go to you John finish. Say, I just want to hold on, hold on a second. Hold on, we got to have order. If you're going to ride with us, you got to have order. Right now, I can't go to you. I have to go to Tar. I got to go to John. Let him finish. I'm going to Tar. Then I'll come to you, okay? So, John, go ahead and finish the rebuttal quickly, and we're going to go to Tar. Simply put, everybody needs to conduct themselves within the parameters that they know to be right in their heart. The problem is that we're taking what's in our heart, and we're trying to make this a blanket statement like everyone should do this, like we're going to extend this to the nation of black people. No. You operate within your heart. You don't smoke or drink or say that word or whatever and conduct your household that way. But everybody else, there's no reason to condemn them because they didn't do it your way. Well, I'm not I'm not condemning them. I'm just saying. No, that's a strong so, word. This, the name, of the, the, name of the show is survive, Survival uh, Skills. If we're going to survive as a nation, we got to move on past this word. If we want to keep saying it that fine. That is not the not, issue. It's not, not. It's not, but it's a issue. part of it. It's when you first greet each other. When we first greet each other, I just wish, okay, keep saying the word nigga. But throw in also, King. Hold on, hold on a second. I have can, can I say something, please? Just a quick word. Donna, make word. it less than a minute, because you're long-winded, and I know I am, too. It's really quick. <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to say, John, I understand what you said, and I'm not trying to make everybody change, really, or not. It's just like, you know, I, I made a statement about, oh, this, um, I say, the, the little monster is finally asleep. Well, it's just speaking positiveness. And, you know, my favorite word was, nigga, please, don't play with me. I, I swing the word, but I'm just saying I also have to learn how to speak positive words. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, really, mm-hmm. to tell you, too, you would think that was a person's name because I wouldn't even know your name. I'd say, nigga, please. Uh, what's up, nigga? What? You know, and it was because right. it, it wasn't malicious. It wasn't. But I'm just saying as a female and a 62-year-old woman, I have to learn how to come out of my mouth with a little more positive words. That's all I'm saying. 
and, that's true. you know, and because that's, that's what true. the word was used for initially, you know, I'm just like I swing that word like it's a piece of candy, for real, for real. And ain't no problem right. with it. But I'm just saying okay. now, you know, I just need Understood. to change it up. That's all. I understand. Let's go to the phone lines, folks. A little music in the background here. John, are you just bear with us here? Just a little something, something. Okay, folks, listen. I invite my nephew. His name is Tari Smith. Some people call his, his official name is Rotars. Tari has had a lot of experience along these lines, and I respect his knowledge and his experiences. We ain't gonna agree on everything up here right now, Tyrus is Donna's son. <laughs> he ain't gonna back down. Man, He's, man, he ain't right. scared of none of us. <laughs> Hold on, Donna. He ain't scared of nothing. He's gonna let y'all know exactly how it is. So Eric Code, eight one seven, eight nine one. Mr. Rotari Smith, are you on the line? Yeah, I'm here. Well y'all don't come in a bad time. No, you ain't coming no bad time, man. Just go ahead and say hello to everybody quickly, right quick. I'm dealing with Brianna. Oh, oh, you, oh, you got issues right now? Hello, put me, uh, put me on hold, and I'll come back in like 60 seconds. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Well, just, just press one now. Press one now, Taurus. Press one now, and then press one when you ha- when you ha- when you handle that matter. He has a daughter named Brianna. And there must be some kind of emergency, something going on now. But so listen, folks. Let me just say this really briefly. Again, survival skills, survival skills. John made a heck of a point. If we went on the streets, they'd be like, "That nigga right. He right. He's keeping it real." You know, this other nigga Green. He don't know what's going on. This Seth dude. I can hear him. We're talking about survival skills for the next millennium, next generation. If it's true what's said the same, and what John knows as well, and I believe Donna agrees, if it is true that there's no longer a mystery, that African Americans are one of the lost tribes of Israel, we got some rebuilding to do. My wife is always talking about Nehemiah and building of the wall. We got a lot of walls to build. We need to come up out of these slave clothes and eating chillers and all this slavery mess that we've learned because we're a new people. We served 400 years. In 2019, we served this white power structure for 400 years. The Bible says this is the end. Now, it's a new so-called black men. And by the way, the word black, that is not what we are. No people is a is a people based on a color. Neither white people are people based on a color. White people, you think we messed up as far as who we are. I think we know who we are now, but I mean, if you think we was messed up, you need to talk to, like the Tony, the, the, the gentleman that called earlier. If I'd have asked him, where you from, Tony, he would have been saying, I'm a proud Irish. Well, I said, well, Tony, what did you do before Ireland became a, before there was an Ireland? Well, I'm Spanish. Well, Tony, what did you do before there was a Spain? That continent, Europe, nobody was up there. It was too cold. Civilization wasn't always up there. You can't be from Europe. It's impossible. Who are you, Tony? Who are white people? They're not, white is not a people. 
I know now in Europe they're white and they got cultures and all that. I understand now this neo-European, this new European, I understand that. But according to the Bible, it's not so. He is not a people based from the scriptures from Genesis 10 with those 70 nations. I can prove it, folks. So what I'm trying to say is we are waking up as a people. Our young people are learning. So let's go ahead and go a little deeper into who we are. Now, someone just pressed, I just saw a hand goes up again. So y'all know the rule. I'm going to go to this next caller with this question at Erico 314-381, and then we'll come back to Taurus and see if he's taking care of the situation. Folks, this phone line is full of people that's chatting, going on the chat room. They dogging me out in the chat room. Uh, <laughs> they call they call, they dog me out in the chair, but that's okay. All right, so John, uh, yeah. Well, let's let's go to the phone lines. Eric, call three one four three eight one. Go ahead with your question or comment, but I would like to know your name and I don't make first. A, I'm been calling from the Midwest. My name's Pianchi. What tell you what we doing in order to give? Hi, Pianchi. Welcome only, to the show again this this week. Yeah. You know, I told you before what we doing to, to help give young black males and females. Survival skills is supporting heavily the National Society of Black Engineers, whose goal is to graduate 10,000 black STEM graduates per year. And they were working their way up to 25,000 per year. Now, let me see you some of the results from that. Of course, some people get mad when they hear this. But at the National Annual Convention, 2017, 2018, Northrop Grumman hired 400 young black STEM graduates two years in a row for a total of 800, not including the other corporations that were there on the floor. So if we keep supporting that and making sure that our young people have these opportunities, that will help to give not only the male but also the female the necessary thing that they need to survive. Maybe not in totality, but it sure do help. I just wanted to let say that. You, let me ask you something. That mm-hmm. is very profound. And, and Pianchi, I appreciate you sharing that. And, 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 and y'all, this is one of our old calls, probably since 2011. This brother been around a long time, firing me up, oftentimes disagreeing with me. And just, just a brilliant brother, for real, for real. Now, I appreciate what y'all are doing. I, I please don't hear anything other than Congratulations. I will play my little hand clap thing, but for time's sake, I won't. But, Pianca, that's very good, man. I applaud you for that. And we need that. And it's a part of the solution uh, in this show where it relates to finances. But I have a question for you. This mm-hmm. has been my concern uh, as far as survival skills. If our people get educated and they're making good money, people think, well, there you go, Seth, that's surviving. I'm a little different. I tell my children, I will be very disappointed in you if you wind up wealthy and you are a white supremacist. What do I mean by that? If you are somewhere and you don't have no money problems, and when you see white people, you hold them in a different light than you do so-called black people. When you see so-called Africans, you turn your nose up or you don't think, you think you start thinking weird things about Africa or weird things about India. But when you, you want a vacation in Paris and you want a vacation in London, you want to always go where there's whites are. And if you're sick like that and you don't see the true glory of who you are, I feel like I'm a failure. 
Money is only part of the equation. The problem with a lot of people, Pianchi, is a lot of us, we have money. We $1.2 trillion strong. Pianchi, we're we supposed to be the sixth greatest nation if if the dollar could stay among our people. Supposedly, we have the sixth biggest economy with this buying power we have. So there's not really a money problem, I don't think, with African Americans. There's a love problem. There's a white supremacy problem. We are white people, Pianchi, in the head, trying to learn how to be black. When we run up against an African or somebody who's really believing in themselves, have confidence in themselves, they don't like us. We don't like them. I'm talking about both of us got money. Both of us rolling in those. Both of us making six figures or seven figures. We don't like them. We don't want to do business with them. You understand what I'm saying? So while it's good to get these jobs, we need a head lift. Do you understand what I'm saying? Please comment. Well, see, I come in where we introduce young people to these skills. And you speak about Africa. Africa would be a whole lot further along if African-Americans here in the United States was at the level that they were supposed to be. See, when a person needs a certain individual with skills and they aren't there, well, they aren't going to sacrifice the project. They're going to go get somebody else. So that task is going to have to be taken on by somebody else in order to indoctrinate, basically what you're talking about, on how to behave once you get to the point in life where you can make choices. All ethnic groups do that. So it takes a combination. You have to have those who can recognize, those who are able to apply to the young people what they need to know. Then, in the meantime, you have to have those that do the indoctrination that get them to behave a certain way when it comes down to not only in relationships, consumer habits, but also just basic farming what they need to form, not form, not agricultural farming, but F O R M I N G. Take the whole well, combination. Let, let, let me say this, and then I want John to jump in here as well as Donna. Any questions or comments on what Pianchi is saying? Because here, this brother, that's pretty impressive. Again, I really appreciate what you're doing with our kids. And Pianchi ain't new to this. He's been working in our community for a long, long time. Uh, again, Pianchi, I don't, people think I'm against money because I say this so often. But, again, if you take our bank account right now and stick us in the Dominican Republic with what's in our bank, it's like we become rich. Somebody was telling me, if you have $5,000 in your account, which ain't nothing, and they drop you in the middle of Ghana, all of a sudden you can live like a king. I mean, it's crazy. So what I'm trying to say is money, yeah, we some of us could use more money. I understand that. But we already $1.2 trillion floating around us. My thing is, if, if the, the even let's just, let me just show you what I'm talking about, the power of what I'm talking about, and that is the power of a free mind, free of white supremacy. If you take a Michael Jordan, if you take a Oprah Winfrey, you take any, the five riches of us, and just get them to throw up the white supremacy and the black self-hate, Pianchi, we could shake up this world with just five of them. I, I just well, don't get Hold on, one more thing. I just don't understand whenever we start talking about black people, everybody always got to act like we, we need jobs and we need this. We need love. There's enough black.
black companies to hire every black man that, that need a job, whether or not he can't get a job because he's been incarcerated or whether or not he can't get a job because he don't have skills. There's enough black companies. There's enough black money. There's enough black churches. If these pastors would give up the self-hate and the white supremacy and start loving for I'm talking about a serious sickness among our people. Again, the name of this show is Survival Skills. Survival Skills for Black Men in a White Supremacist America. In terms of the money, we hit this for a minute, then we'll talk about things like the strip clubs. We'll talk about things like all the other things our young men is involved in. Okay, and I'm not going to demonize them. They have good reason to be in those places. And this is going to be a different kind of show tonight. It's not about bashing on black men that do these things. We want to look at why they're doing and look at some solutions. Okay, but all I'm saying, we're talking about finances right now. Then we're going to switch gears and talk about some other things. But with regards to finances, my philosophy has been, and I want to hear what you have to say, Pianki, as well as John and, and, and Donna. My philosophy is very clear. Black people do not have a money problem. Everybody disagree with me. I disagree. I, I don't care what you say. Oh, look at all this unemployment. Yeah, every time you show me somebody unemployment, I can show you a church down the street that can hire them, a black business down the street that's trying to act as though they white, putting some white people out front, trying to make it. You know, all this crazy stuff we're doing with our people. We don't believe in our people. That self-hate is real. And we learn that from these institutions, these racist institutions we come out of, be it the church leading the Leading it, leading it, or these education centers like colleges and so forth. So I love for you to comment on that. Then I want to go to John and then. Don. Well, I'm gonna comment on this. You can't measure. Great countries not measured by what they spend. They measure by what they produce and manufacture. True. So to say that black black people have 1.3 trillion, then at the same time you look at their medium income. Then at the same time you look at the number that's under the poverty level. Then when you start doing some multiplication, addition, and subtraction. Something's wrong with those numbers. But the thing that I'm saying is this, is that you can, you know, I hate to talk about myself, but for four decades, I had a company that erected buildings like the one that fell down at 9-11. See, I could not have went to Harvard or Yale and learned that. I had to learn that from working with someone and running their business for them. And those businesses was white. Until blacks get into the position where that's not the reality, then what you're saying is just not going to come to fruition. Those kids that's coming out of these colleges got to work for somebody. In most of the cases of time, it's going to be a white face behind the company until things are put in place in order to change their paradigm. I look at white supremacy different than what I hear is talk. White supremacy is basically that the face behind when you talk about offshore oil well drilling, when you're talking about equity finance, boycotts and sanctions, usually the face behind that is white. And how do you change that paradigm? You compete against it. That's what I did. I went into an industry where there was a pie that had slices that was controlled by white companies in most of the cases of the time. I competed. I took bits and pieces from them until I formed my own slice. And that's how it's done. Whites lose all the time. When you look at the number one container ocean-going shipbuilders in the world, it's not whites no more. They used to be. Now it's coming out of Singapore and Thailand. Textiles. It's not whites no more, although they're making a comeback in North Carolina. It was Asians. Offshore oil well drilling, 
20% controlled by Nigerians. They seen an opportunity, they went out there, and they took it and made good on it. That's what you got to do. Well, anyway, I'm going to let you guys go ahead and continue with your program. Okay. All right, folks. Uh, uh, Pianchi, I really appreciate that. I had to answer a call there. But listen, John, are you there? Okay, some kind of way I muted John. My bad. John, go ahead with your question or comment. I know you want to comment on something Bianchi was saying. Sorry about that. Some kind of way I muted you. Okay. Um, I like the fact that what Pianchi stated is something that is very practical. Um, a lot of what we were doing a moment ago is more philosophical. And, again, um, I, I tend to lean toward that which is going to be practical. The fact that you have X amount of persons graduating um, under that STEM, which uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, you can correct me, Pianke, which is science, technology, I think it's engineering and math, and I don't think everyone knew that. <laughs> um, but um, that gave them a skill, and you cannot just take that skill and have a business. You have to go and learn. I, I got a degree, and I couldn't get a job at Blockbuster when Blockbuster was um, a, an entity. I had to go and start customer service and work my way up into an organization and start understanding the way that that organization was ran. So I, I agree 100% with what he's saying, except for I believe that only a country that is great is measured by um, gross domestic product I think that when they are measured by, be it the poets, uh, be it the philanthropists, be it um, persons who fight and, and espouse uh, persons of lesser degrees and they're able to elevate them, I think that that has its place because gross domestic product by itself um, can leave a lot of people uh, economically alienated. Um, I'm going to just take a quick moment, Seth, because, of course, with all of your shows, I always put an outline together, and this will not take long, but I do want to just address what the purpose of this show was and, um, and again, give some pragmatic things that a person can do to get to the point where they can get into this, the uh, establishment that Pianchi was referring to, because the bottom line is that if you don't get to that age and get to that point, graduate from high school, you can't even do what he was recommending. So first thing I'll say is dealing with the police. <clears throat> well, you're talking to a person who drove on a suspended license for 10 years. And to add insult to injury, I would have, I, I would make tags. When I couldn't afford them, I would make, get a printer, print up a tag, whatever the case may be. <clears throat> I got pulled over a lot. I did not have an altercation with the police, ever. Even when they racially profiled me, and I know it, they, they did it to me in Euless. <laughs> I got racially profiled. I'm 50 years old. I still got racially profiled and pulled over in Euless. It happens. <clears throat> but I have found that <clears throat> when they ask me a question, I answer the question. License registration, no problem. I give them the license. There's a lot of videos that say you shouldn't say anything. You know, you just give them that license registration, never talk to the police. Folks, the police would not give me a ticket, and they would tell me, I'm going to drive this way, and I'm telling you now that you can't drive your car. I'm in the middle of 209 going to New York. I'm not, 
He knew I was going to drive my car because I'm in the middle of the woods. My point is, is that I kept it professional, and he, all of a sudden, I no longer fit the description. He profiled me because I kind of fit that description. I spoke to him like a man, looked him in his eye, gave him what he wanted. I told him, yeah, I'm driving on a suspended license. I have been for many a year. Yeah, I'm going to get it taken care of. I was on my way. It may not work for everybody, but one thing I can assure you of, if you are on the block and the police profile you and pull you over and you go ahead and you feel like you're going to, you know, go and do all the things that you may see done on these videos on YouTube or something like that, I'm just saying think twice because there's somebody behind that that's creating contention between police and minorities. They're, they're pushing that stuff. And so a person may feel like I have rights. Well, you do, but it's better to exert, I mean, to, to uh, execute those rights in court instead of getting a, getting a two-piece on the block. I'm just saying. But that's just me. This last one is right. really important. It's women. It's women. Folks, oh, my gosh. <laughs> it, well, listen, John. Yes. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'll just be real quick with it, Seth. The bottom line is that the woman that you are dealing with is going to have a direct impact on your quality of life. And all I would recommend is that if you are not already in a relationship, there are some questions that you should ask. If you're in a relationship, you have to take self-inventory. Find out, are you humble? Do you respect her? Does she respect you? If you guys don't, y'all should have a conversation because I don't know of any relationship that can sustain itself without respect one for another. That's good. Are you mean? Are you mean? Whenever I'm dealing with a woman and she likes me, I'm kind of feeling her, I'll ask her straight out. As soon as we start vibing a little bit, I'll ask her. Let me ask you a question. Are you mean? She'd be like, what do you mean? Are you, like, mad about stuff for no particular reason so you treat people poorly? And it it, it catches them off guard, but I'm dead serious. Do do my favor because I want to bring in Taurus here. I want you to keep talking. I'm going to bring him in, but I want you to keep talking because now you're dealing with relationships, and this is a part of survival skills. John is sharing some powerful survival skills where it relates to the black man in a relationship. And I know Taurus have a little experience at that for real, so I think he's taking care of his his obligation with his daughter there. So let me just bring him in, and then we're going to let you finish talking, okay? That's right. All right. Okay, Erico eight one seven eight nine one Taurus, are you free to talk? You, you are you able to talk right now? No, she gone. Okay. All right. Uh, John is just sharing about relationships, and I want to know what you think of the things he's saying here when he's done here. But go ahead, John. All right. So again, the first question I would ask him is, "Are you mean?" And Pianki dropped. Just so you know it. Just so everybody know, Pianki uh-huh. dropped. That's why he's not coming. Go right ahead. That's fine. I'm asking them, "Are they mean?" Which means, do they just have a general? undercurrent of meanness. I'll ask them, would you say that you're quick to get an attitude over a given situation? And we'll talk about it. Um, I would ask them, if we were in a relationship, do you think that you would have a problem being respectful toward me? And we would talk about it. And then um, if they've said like, well, you know, I would always be respectful. No, I'm not mean. And no, I don't, I don't really catch attitudes. I take it very slow. There's no reason to rush. I'm older now. I'm not just trying to jump in and hit, and, and now you end up in a situation. I just sit there and I talk. 
And, and the reason why it's important is because anybody can be anybody for two weeks. They're fronting. Anybody can be anybody for two weeks. Time is the true barometer of a person's intent. Time is the true barometer. So I give it the time. And if for any reason we're talking, and I'm very sensitive because I've dealt with certain type of chicks before, but if, if I catch a little bit of attitude, I'll stop the conversation right there. And I'll say, look, I'm not even trying to trip with you, but I, I just want to ask you a question. A moment ago, when you said this, you said it like this. And she know exactly what I'm talking about. You said it like this. Now, I told you from the beginning that I don't really do, like, attitudes and meanness. So I just want to establish who you are and if that's a part of you because we can still be friends, but I can assure you I don't do that. I give the woman that I'm dealing with the utmost respect, and if I can't get that, I don't do that. I'm going to leave that at that because I want Taurus to be able to have time to freestyle and spit some bars because this is the whole point of the show, having some of the, the young heads, you know, kind of speak their own mind. But th- those, to me, are p- practical applications that someone can utilize uh, at any given time. And don't say stuff when you're mad. Try to wait 24 hours. You'll be amazed at how you see things differently. You get angry, really, really angry, wait for 24 hours and then address that issue. If you do it then, you may break a foundation that you didn't want to break. I'll leave it at that. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Taurus, I want you to go ahead and comment on what he was saying. Anything you can glean from or any anything you disagree with. And area code 817, another hand went up, 817350. I'll tell you, hot, hot, hot topic, topic tonight. All kind of hands going up, stuff happening in the chat room, phone lines full of people. Great show, everybody. Again, you've been listening to Five Smooth Stone Network. Tonight we're talking about... What are we talking about? Survival skills, survival skills. So now we're talking about relationships. John just laid out a, a nice little floor plan or a, a life plan. Uh, Tosh, what do you think of what he said? Uh, you know, tomato, tomato to each of them. Well, come on, what you what you have to say? What do you disagree with? Or I don't know. I mean, when you set yourself up for certain situations, you don't get a generic response. You know what I'm saying? You can't. Ask nobody no question like that. Even though it's a blunt question, even though it's a blunt question, you can't ask nobody no question like that because they're going to give you the answer that they think you want to hear. You know what I'm saying? That's going to make them keep their guards up so they can continue faking. Just in my experience, you got to let somebody dig their own hole, then you see them for what they are. You know. John? Quick interjection, yeah. John. Anything? No, I mean, I can respect what Torres is saying. It's like you gave him a question, kind of like, hey, critique what John just said. You kind of like, well, you know. No, I'm saying don't you agree or disagree with what he's saying is. That's what a critique is. Put that question out there. Go ahead. Yeah, all I'm saying is that I I understand what he's saying. I can respect that. Tomato, tomato, to each his own. Uh, You may not agree, but you can do him. Yeah, you you set yourself up to get played with when you ask him. A personal question. Like that, they automatically, they got their guards up. <laughs> I understand. Honesty, honesty, the best policy, but that ain't the way the world functions. If we was our guy, we'd walk and talk like him, but that ain't the way it is. That's ideal. Let me just interject here. 15 seconds. If what John is saying, though, Tars, I don't know, okay? I hear what you're saying. You can't ask that question, but you should be able to. There's somebody you love, somebody spending time with, probably spending money with, probably having sex with, okay? 
You should be able to ask a question. People should be able to give you the correct answer or say, I don't want to answer that. If you got to wait till they fall, it's like you waiting on falls, waiting on arguments yeah, to learn. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right to a certain extent. That's, like I say, this idea, that's what we would want. You shouldn't have to ask nobody nothing. They should just show you. You know what I'm saying? But that ain't, that ain't how it goes. Everybody ain't perfect. You know what I'm saying? The same person asking the questions has have issues themselves, you know. Like it's easy. Like, 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 like it's easy. Like a dude I always want to, to be present. A dude I always want to talk about what a woman doing. But as soon as a woman do what he was doing, it's a problem. It's an issue. They're really the same. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's really the same. You just got to find the right ones for you. And if you got to put them through tests and trials and tribulations to see if they're the right one for you, that should be the first flag that they ain't. So don't play with yourself. You got to be truthful to yourself or you can be truthful to anybody here. My goodness. I, w- I want to stay in this relationship a little bit. Now, I got to put this question as we got a hand up. It's probably going to be a different topic. And it's okay, uh, caller, if you do want to take us a different way. Remember, it's open forum, too. But listen, J- John, Taurus, I do want to hit this relationship because most of our problems as black men do come from our woman, some kind of way. Either if it's finances, it's going to be the woman got something to say, or uh, you're not making enough, or you're not spending too much, you spend too much time on the job, you ain't giving us too much time. It's going to be something to do with that money, or how you making the money, is it legal, or is it, it's going to be something to do with that woman, so I want to stay on this, but let's respect the call and go to area code 817-350. Go ahead and let us know your name and your city and your question or comment, please. And then we'll come back to John and uh, Taurus on that relationship. Go ahead. Uh, Shalom, Shalom. This is uh, Brother Malachi Reynolds of Lost Found Israelites of Fort Worth, Texas. Shalom, brother. Shalom, Shalom. Hold on, Brother Patrick. Hold on a second. Uh, Brother uh, brother Malachi, you got some noise on your line. Talk up a little bit and you're moving around or sound like you're Go ahead. It's quiet now. Okay. Uh, uh, This is a very important topic. Uh, The uh, surviving uh, black man, so-called surviving uh, white supremacy. Um, You know, this is a very important topic, and uh, I had to listen to it. Uh, I I just want to make a comment. I just want to make a comment because... uh, uh, the so-called black man, who I believe is the true Israelites, according to the scriptures, uh, 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 is the most persecuted uh, individual. I mean, is the most persecuted person in America, even more so uh, with all due respect to the uh, black women, black women. It's more so the so black true. man because... So true. Because... You know, it's it's throughout the annals of history. You understand that the way to to destroy a nation is by subduing the black man or the man. Period. Understand? And uh, with white supremacy, it is a form of uh, quote unquote uh, 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 white supremacy. Is like the ideology um, that has benefited uh, generally white men. Uh, and white supremacy—that's right. White supremacy has uh, what it does is it exalts everybody above the black man, 
above the black male uh, because it feels threatened by the black male. And it uses the black woman. Right. Uh, I like what John was talking about, the relationship issue. It uses the black woman uh, as a means to uh, 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 help to subdue the black man and to keep him uh, humiliated as well. Uh, and um, just like in today's culture, uh, you see a lot of black women, no disrespect to their uh, uh, their achievements. I applaud them for that, but but they have to understand that that uh, it's not all by your achievement. Uh, it's also by design, because even in the dark days of chattel slavery, uh, uh, you know, they had a system that was set up. You know, uh, so white supremacy is. Uh, I'm about to end. It's it's, it's also used through the judicial system. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. I I I don't knock. Uh, uh, I don't know if Bill Cosby was guilty of what he's uh, was convicted of. Convicted of. I don't know if R. Kelly is uh, guilty of what he's been uh, alleged to have committed. I, I don't know. But all I'm saying is that we have uh, in both incidents we have a black female who's a prosecutor. That is is uh, charging and trying these men, and and once again, uh, you have to look at the facts that uh, it's this white supremacist system that will set it up like that. Whereas he would use, I mean, excuse me, this ideology. It's not a, a individual. It's an it's an ideology. I agree with you, said that is used right. to demean, humiliate, and continue to subdue the black man, quote-unquote, because the black man, uh, uh, he is the most feared being in the earth. And that's just a fact. You understand? Uh, so I just wanted to make that... I, I just wanted to uh, uh, make that statement because white supremacy, uh, that ideology... It's, it's, it's in a judicial system. Uh, it's also in the uh, a political system. It's in the churches. That's why most churches you see more uh, uh, you see more churches on the Sunday theology uh, talking about more women issues instead of black men issues. And they would even put the black men down in the black churches. So well, even through the really churches, quickly, really you know, quickly, really quickly, you don't have to go just yes. so soon. Let me get Tars to comment or either John to comment or what yes. you said so far, then you can finish in less than 30 seconds. Okay, but yes, you sir. said a lot. I do vehemently agree with you. Even if Cosby is guilty, and I do think he is guilty, the fact that they went and got some women and they had to pay the women, we'll find out later on. There's no way in the world you're going to have Felicia Bichard, one of the most finest women in Hollywood. you sitting there looking at her every day. Every day. There's no way in the world these ugly white women. No, no offense. I shouldn't say ugly. Forgive me, y'all. But I'm saying there's no way in the world that can stick. I mean, where are these women at? 
how somebody gonna come twenty years later talking about I was a? It don't make sense. It, it's it, 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 when we first heard it, we should have went with our first mind. That was right. What you first heard, brothers and sisters, what you first thought when you heard of those women coming for it, you say, why are they coming for it now? That's the truth. But then you kept listening to the white supremacists, and again, I'm not talking about the people. I'm talking about a philosophy in the heads, and even of some black folk saying the same crazy stuff about Cosby, not looking and saying that man. Even if he was guilty, it was how he was handled, like the brother just saying, giving the female prosecutors, trying to put a black face on it. It's, it's what they try to do, the same way they handle all of these celebrities. And we're going to find out later on that Prince and Whitney and a lot of these folks was killed. Uh, just, 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 just keep waiting. Keep watching the news. Keep, just just keep, keep your eyes open. You'll see that it's a philosophy. It's a philosophy. When we begin to rise, a lot, a lot of people can't handle it. Even this is what's sick. And then we go to, to Taurus and then John. Here's what's sick. A lot of black people can't handle. Because I don't want to just make white supremacy white folks. We failed at our jobs tonight. I want us to see very clearly there is a sickness in Americans. Clarence Thomas ain't just no, it's just him. It's a lot of us walking around here in the hood, pro-black, Black Panthers, all kind of folk with this self-hate in us. Where do we get the self-hate from? The philosophy. There's something is wrong with us. The lack of lack of confidence by our women and our men. Where do they get that from? The lack, the disrespect we have towards our women, black men. Why? Why do you see the black woman like you do? Why do you have such hatred towards her? How can you slap a black woman? How can you hit a black woman? She don't have value. You ain't going to come out and say it like that. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to Taurus. Taurus, I'd like you to comment on anything the brother just said. But I'm going to say this really quick. A lot of us, you will see what brother said this saying to be true. If our families didn't persecute us for marrying outside of our race. If we was more tolerable, a lot of us older people, and, and even my mother and, and that generation, most of us would probably be with white girls and white guys. Ain't nothing wrong with interracial dating. I, I, I'm a for it if it's true love. But what I'm trying to say is we only tolerate each other because we don't want the persecution and the rejection to come from society. If we didn't have to go through that, you would see what Brother said to saying. You would see there is a, a high undue respect for white males by our women. Because these white males are going out there and just doing things. And these black men are saying, well, this is racism and, and this is this. And our women can hear that so long, and then they start, it's, it's just almost natural. They just start to disrespect us instead of looking at why. So, uh, anyway, I can go on and on with that. Taurus, comment on what you just heard Brother Malachi say, and then John, please. Uh, yeah, I'm talking about white supremacy and stuff like that. It ain't just like that. So it ain't just the white folks. Black people, black people practice it too. Subconsciously and not even knowing it. So, you know, I can't, I can't really object to what he said. What do you think of Bill Cosby and what he was saying about the Cosby and and, and, and the whole way he was handled. Do you think there was some uh, some hidden hands trying to uh, demean Cosby because of who he is color, or any, you think any racism was going nah, on with that? I think I think I think he just made 
Sorry, you're moving outside of your phone. You gotta stay, stay. Hold on, hold on. Let's get this phone right. Stay, stay talking the way we can hear you. You keep kind of all oh, come. Like I say, it's just propaganda. I think you probably pissed off the wrong person. Made a man. They just made an example out of him. There you go. And they That's saw right. all the comments, and they got all the ratings in the media. How everybody flocked to it. So they did R. Kelly the same way. They were talking about this stuff with R. Kelly years ago. Why all of a sudden now they want to do somebody? So I don't know. It is absolutely. Like I say, John, any comments on what Brother Malachi was saying? Yeah, in closing, I'll just say that I feel like he was spot on. Um, Bill Cosby was about to try and buy a network. They weren't having it. And so they pull people, and people will sell out for money. And they made him into an example. They wanted to strip him of his legacy. Um, To me, when you keep your eye on um, Luciferian activity and white supremacy in general, it's it's, it's a perfect case. Uh, fits, everything fits And so yeah uh, What Brother Malachi stated Is exactly what you stated earlier As far as the system The ideology With that being said I gotta bounce I appreciate you having me on And I'll catch back up everybody Y'all be easy Alright alright Brother John Appreciate you coming by and staying y'all You know Brother John have a, a He couldn't stay the whole show And I really appreciate that And I do Appreciate what he had to offer today, and uh, just always thankful whenever he can stop by. But brother Malachi, let me just say this to you: I really, really do thank you for uh, bringing that out about R. Kelly and 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 cause because again, it's how it was handled, and it was is 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 see see. Like the brother just said, the man was trying to buy a network, and that was major at the money and the. You know, this was the number one father. He was, he got to come at the Cosby Show. And there is a system that wants to take whatever glory we get. Cosby was bigger than life as the father, a good father, you know, in the Cosby Show. And he was fatherhood. I remember, I think you wrote a book called Fatherhood. And it's the way they handle him. They always try to take us and break us down into tiny pieces like they did with Michael. All of the greats, they've done that to everybody. And so we got to understand, it's just not, it's a philosophy. Again, it's the philosophy in America that white, white is superior. White is the standard. And black, they allow you to rise so much, and they'll put you down. But what gets me is, again, I'm not going to let this go tonight, folks. And then I want to hear from you, Brother uh, Malachi, your closing words on that. But like Taurus was saying, it's, it's inside of us also. It's inside of us also. We have trouble with black success, a lot of us. There is such a self-hate. Anytime whites say anything about us negative, we believe it. We really scared of our young people. We really think they're violent. We really think they're just just innately violent. Innately violent. We really think that uh, uh, these young white kids are just strictly just want to learn and they're geeky and our young kids are something up with them and they you know they're always angry. Well, they are angry. That is partially true. But we, we 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 get tired of talking about racism. That's another form of white supremacy. You know, it says quit blaming us. Quit talking about racism. If you talk about racism, uh, you know, 
it's something wrong. It's nothing wrong with trying to, 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 it's a godly thing to expose evil. And a lot of our brothers and sisters get tired of hearing this. Donna, you still, I think Donna's back. Donna, your line is open as well. You can comment anytime. We kind of, us men kind of going at it. But anyway, uh, brother uh, Malachi, go ahead and finish up what you were saying. I want to play a little short clip. And the name of this clip is 10 Reasons Most People Don't Go to Church. Y'all got to hear this. I played it last week, and many of you really like this. And I'm going to play it again today and just show you where a lot of our young people at, where church is related, uh, where church is related. And so, Donna, go ahead. Uh, actually, let's do this. Uh, Brother Malachi, why don't you go ahead and finish up, and then we'll go to Donna and get our comments on everything. Okay, quickly, quickly, quickly. Uh, I just want to say that, uh, you know, uh, uh, Serena Williams just recently came out and said that uh, white men treat black women better. Uh, 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 so I just want to make that statement uh, as well. But but uh, we as black men, so-called, uh, we first need to recognize uh, our role in God's plan, and uh, we need to uh, operate with wisdom on how we uh, deal with this society that is built on white supremacy, because this system is, is if we don't have wisdom, the wisdom of the scriptures and uh, 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 even education and, uh, you know, we, we, we're easily to get caught up, and that's all I wanted to say. Thank you all. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Well, brother, when I put you on hold, you know the rule. Press 1. Wait till I put you on hold now. Press 1, Brother Malachi, because you may want to come back okay. home. We really always enjoy your insight. You always come at a different angle we don't see coming, okay? All right. So appreciate that. And that's Brother Malachi, all the way from Fort Worth, Texas. So go ahead now and press 1, because you may want to comment a little later on. There you go. All right, Donna, any comments on anything you've heard? We're going to take a little short break. We're going to come to Taurus, and we got a lot of questions for Taurus tonight. He's going to run with the bulk of this show. John ran with the first half, and we appreciate him. Donna, any comments quickly? No, I agree with what the brother was saying. I just feel like um, we need to step into wisdom and we have to have an understanding because it's very important. And we got to know that for ourselves and for our, our black women, you know, the black woman's been through a lot, a lot. But so have our black men. But when we, when our black men make it, I hear you talking about Bill Cosby or Kelly at the end of the day, those men had wives. Give respect where it's due. And when you, there's always women in the street that's going to want what you have. If you don't forget your past, then you won't have these issues. But when you are quick to forget and quick to say, well, it had nothing to do with me, that happened back then, it has a lot because now you have black men they're working hard to arrive and eat like you was talking about sports a few minutes ago. You have these white women lined up and these Negroes is marrying these white women, giving them a life of a royalty. And what happened to the sister? She would love to enjoy some life like that, but it's just a dream. It's not a reality when it comes to the majority of the sisters, because that's the first thing, like it's self-hate. I don't know Donna, if it's what? Let me say this. And, I would love your, your feedback on this. I want Donna to respond to me, then I want Tyrus you to to respond to me. Then we're going to take a little break. Donna, those boys are doing exactly what they're supposed to do. They're not supposed to 
be with black women. I want y'all to listen to me very carefully. Those of you that listen to this show, I gotta say this real quick, y'all. Bear with me. Those of you that clicked on the link to listen to this show, you listen to this show from clicking on a link. You gotta got a phone number right now, or you will be disconnected at ten o'clock, which is another sixty seconds. Again, you got like forty-five seconds to call that number. That nine one four two zero five. Five five nine zero. You're gonna be disconnected. Everybody on the phone lines. Everyone on the phone lines. Do not hang up. You will not be able to call back at this point. Stay put. We got a phone line full of people. And again, those of you with any questions, please go ahead and press one. It'll be a good time. But again, the phone number is nine one four two zero five 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 nine zero. Donna, let me just say this. Our boys. On the corner is acting normal for what's in their head. Our boys selling weed is acting normal for what's in their head. Our girls doing whatever they're doing in the clubs is acting normal for what's in their head. Crime, criminals that's breaking, they're acting normal for what's in their head. It ain't right. I didn't say it was right. I'm just talking about what's in their head. God made them brilliant. They are responding brilliantly from what's in their head. It's just what's in their head is foul. It's white supremacy. We was never made for black women. Never. Think about it. Look at the movies. Look at the movies. Who's the girl? Look at how y'all do your hair. Women, don't get mad at me. Y'all, please don't get mad at me. Who y'all trying to do your hair like? Why are you straightening your hair to look like who? Why are you doing your hair to look like who? Why are some of y'all trying to get lightened to look like who? Why are you doing this to look like who? To do like what? We are following those people. It is very normal to get a white girl. Yeah, we kept messing around with y'all until we get some money, until we make it big. And then we dump y'all because it never was about y'all. Look how that black man act when he get a white girl. And I'm going to tell you something. A lot of brothers that's with sisters, they not right. That's why they abuse them. They get a white woman, it's different. There's something wrong. I'm trying to that's what I'm trying to do with this show. I'm trying to show you an ideology, a philosophy, a religion, if you will, of white supremacy. It's number one in America, not Christianity. The worship of white people is number one, not Christianity. I can take all black people. And I'm coming to your Tars and Donna. I can take all black people. Hold on, real quick, real quick, real quick. I can take all black people in church that speak in tongues. That that that. I want to praise and thank God. I want to praise and thank God. I can take those people right there and show you behavior of that same sickness when a white man come to their church and preach. How they respond when a white man on the job say something. How they respond, and they'll say things like, "You well, I'm not trying to. I'm just trying to. You you have to just be careful, you know." We don't want it to happen to you. But just watch how they handle. We're not made for each other. Black women ain't made for black men. We're made for white women. Our women is made for white males. Watch how they act when they get them. Watch how black women act. When I say made, all he says, my wife says, define made. When, when I say we were made for white women, let me explain. My first girlfriend was probably Betty Boop. That's a little old white little lady on the cartoon, but but she probably was. Little dress fly up. I'm talking about as kids. And it went on to that from other little white celebrities. Now, these kids today think they're better.
money because they got these black celebrities. But these black celebrities are not given the key role. The main stars have always been in this country white figures. They'll give us a little limelight, but it's the white figures. Just go ask Denzel. He says it's hard for him to get leading roles. They don't want him leading roles too much. So we were never made for black black women. Y'all was never made for the black men. We was made for white people. And when we get with white people, you see a whole other side of us. You see black men holding hands when they walk in the mall. They don't know how to do that with no black woman. Look, I know I'm not, I don't want to get in trouble, but I know a gentleman right now, he dogs out black women. Talking about, you know, I'm not going to say that, but my point is, well, I've said enough. Taurus, feedback on what I've said, and then Donna, and then we're going to take a short break. I'm really listening to you. You hear some stuff on the head. You hear some stuff on the head. I really just open up game like I do. I was being a sponge. Absolutely, I pro- I can prove it. I can take I can take mothers. Listen, how about this? I can take the Black Panther. Now you know they pro-black. <laughs> I can take the blackest of us, the pro-black that's got that black car down with the pole, crack of this, crack of that. I can take them and show you in their behavior the worship of white people. Hey, how about this one? Y'all ready for this? God showed me I was a white supremacist. How about this? Today, 58 years old, fighting against this, I still am a white supremacist. I despise it. I hate it whenever I find it. I try to throw it up. But I was born in this. That's why I study the Bible, to throw it up. I now, when I think of Christ and the Lord's Supper, I now see a table full of black people. But if I can put a little game on every single one of y'all right now, everybody in the sound of my voice, and very few one of you, if you be honest, let's just go ahead and do a little test. Let me show you what I mean by white supremacy. This is going to take 30 seconds. I want everybody to play a little test with me. It's a little test. Don't cheat. It's going to take a lot, literally 30 seconds. I want everybody to mention back in the Bible days. Everybody think of back in the Bible days. Everybody think of back when Abraham was walking. Okay, imagine Christ feeding the 5,000. Donna, you thinking about him feeding the 5,000? Talk to me. Oh, yes, buddy, I am. Okay, Taurus, think about Christ feeding the 5,000. Okay, now think about Christ with his disciples at the table. Okay? Okay. Snap out of it. I want y'all to be honest with me. In your mind, did you see any white people? Donna, you go first. Yes or no? Nope. Did you see any olive-colored people? Nope. Well, you probably knew what was coming, Donna. I bet few people say that. Taurus, be honest. Did you see any white people? Y'all ain't eating right now. Some of the 5,000 people he was feeding? Yes. I really didn't see no people. I just looked at the number. Okay, y'all don't want to get it wrong. But every single time I've done that <laughs> test, probably all over the world, I've been to 24 countries, everybody always say, always say, always say, yes, I saw all of them as white. And every once in a while, I, people say, I saw Jesus feeding I saw this. I saw Jesus feeding the five thousand. Jesus was white and the five thousand white. Every, this is as good as he get. Oh, they was olive color. Olive color comes from white and black mixing. 
There were no white, there were no mighty white people back then. People talking about the Romans. Anyway, I don't want to get too deep into that, but my point is this, folks. All of those people were dark-skinned people. I can prove it. So this is what I mean by white supremacy. Listen, I'm going to go ahead and take a little break now. I want y'all to hear this. This is a gentleman that's pissed off at the church. He is a black man. And he is talking about 10 things he is livid over the church. We're going to talk about the church right now. Not long, because I want to hit something else. Boy, i got some bombs to drop on the crowd tonight. Again, y'all been listening to the 12, 5 Smooth Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth. we got Tari Smith on the line with Tari Smith. And we got his mother, Donna Smith, on the line. You heard earlier from Brother John. And we may have some other more co-hosts. I think I see a hand that just went up. Actually, we got it. You know the rule on five smooth stone, Donna, and uh, Tara. You should know the rule. Uh, whenever we have a hand to go, we have to go to the phone line, so we cannot go to a break now. Let's go to the phone lines. I hear a little noise in the background. Remember, y'all got to keep the noise down. But let's go to the phone line. We got a hand that's up. We got a hand that's up. Eric code seven one eight five zero six. I want you to go ahead with your question or comment. First, give us your city and your name, please. Go right ahead. Erico 718-506. Go ahead with your question or comment. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I must have hit the button by accident. It's Jonathan. Oh, oh, okay, Mr. Jonathan. All right, what city are you calling from? I'm Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's some noise. We can't hear you real clear. Try it again. Go ahead. We're listening. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think you hit the nail on everything you were saying about how basically we're programmed to be a certain way. But I got a question more so along the lines of, and basically, in the Bible, in every captivity, this is kind of how it went, you know. So I feel like white supremacy is just a new order, you know, but that's how it went in every single captivity. We always were treated this way. You had a few that rose to certain positions of power, but at the end of the day, so if we already know that's what it is, we've got to look at the scripture to see how to get out of this. So... Based on the scripture, most of the time, we left the nation. We didn't stay in that nation. When we got out, when God released us or we fought our way out, we left that nation. We didn't stay there. So I don't know if we're trying to stay in America, saying that we just get money and then we'll be able to, to I guess, thrive or whatever. But, nah, it didn't work that way in the Bible. We had to leave Egypt. We had to leave Babylon. We had to leave when we was in, in Canaan or whatever, we had to defeat them all, and then that's how it was made possible for us to thrive. So I don't see us just because of wealth or economic means being able to thrive in this nation when it's not our nation. This is not our nation. It wasn't, it wasn't made for us by or anything like that. It's not our nation. So I don't see how you stay in this nation and think you're going to thrive when the book tells you Every single time we was in captivity, we had to get out that nation. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Brother, that right there, you just dropped the bomb. Now, this brother right here 
actually have been studying. What he is saying is what Pastor Chris said months ago on the show. No person gained his full identity in the land of his oppressors. So what this brother is saying, there's no way in the world we can ever as black men become wholesome black men living in this land. Now, here's what I want to submit to him. When we were operating under the curse, now some of you don't know the Bible, and when I may, we may get a little spiritual here, bear with me, so we're not going to go on this road long, but listen very careful. When God got mad at Israel, he said, I'm going to scatter you to the four corners, you're going to serve other nations. But after they finished their, their sentence, the Father redeemed Israel. He redeemed them, and he brought a remnant of them back to the land. Now the scripture says that we will be carried away in ships, that our houses will be led by women, that we will not be able to come together. Why can we can't come together? People don't know that the scripture says you will not be able to come together. The Indians can come here. Other nations can come and come together. They can come here and, and thrive and thrive. But it says, the scripture that says these words, folks, you will not be able to rise unless you as a people come to me. That's not true for other nations. So that's why voting can't get us out of it. That's why boycotting can't get us out of it. That's why violence can't get us out of it. So all these people, say, well, we need to vote our way out. Let's just vote, 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 vote. Everybody tell us, let's boycott. Let's not take our money here, take our money here. That's why I look at these people like they don't know the scripture. They don't know who we are. We are Israel. And God said, this nation, Amos 3 and 2, the book of Amos, chapter 3, verse 2, of all the nations of the earth, of all the nations of the earth, you have unknown. Therefore, I will punish you for all your transgression because we were so great. We had it so good. So here's a caller that comes on and say, you're in America. You're serving out of sinners that the Father put on us because of our forefathers. How do you expect to get up on your bootstraps? That is good. Now, my answer to him is this. We have served 400 years, brother, 2019 is 400 years, and he says that I will bring a remnant out of this country. Yes, there will be some people leaving. I already know thousands that have left. So he is right. There's some of us, I'm going to say, most of us is not going to get, get our full humanity in America. I believe a lot of us is going to have to leave because white folks feel like this is their land. They're going to fight teeth and toenail, and it's going to make it hard for us, so some of us will have to leave. Now, those of us that stay here, if we trust the Most High and turn to Him, He promised uh, Brother John, Brother Jonathan, to protect us. He said, if you say unto this mountain, be thy removed and cast in the sea, it'll be done. He said, if any two of you agree as touching any one thing, it shall be done. He says that the wealth of the wicked it's laid up for the just. We have served our sentence. It's like somebody that's been in prison. Now it's time to go home. Well, I believe, Brother Jonathan, in answering your question, we can come out. That's why we're doing this show. Survival skills for black men in white Spanish America. We have served, and I don't think the Father is behind these white people oppressing us anymore. I think we have served our sentence as Israelites, according to the Bible. Comment, please, and then we'll go to Taurus and Donna. No, 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 yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I just don't know if it's wisdom to stay somewhere where you're hated and to test the most high word when you can leave and be where people who are more welcoming and people who don't despise you. 
Like the minute we got out of slavery, they despised us in the South so much we had to leave and go to the North. So for me, what if, what if the same thing takes place when black people start to thrive and we're becoming so successful and now we're, we're up there when it comes to uh, economic power and now we're not just being consumers, we're being producers in this country that they feel like they feel is there. The hate and the violence is going to become extreme. And that doesn't mean that the Most High is not going to protect you, but it's just a point of, of wisdom. I feel like the heads of protection was around David, but he still had to flee to the mountain from his son Absalom and from Saul. He still had to flee. He didn't do nothing wrong. Saul, he was God's anointed, but he still had to flee from Saul. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's just it's just wisdom, you know, to not want to be somewhere where you're hated. Well, that's my take on it. Brilliantly put, and folks, I know we're going a little deep into the scriptures, but this brother is on to something. I, if we are, listen, we either smoking on something or we we're telling the truth. If we are true Israelites, the Bible says this nation belongs to the Most High. That's why at the beginning of the show, Brother Johnson, I don't know if you heard this or not, but I said we're the first family of the Bible. God chose us. Yeah, there was powerful Egyptians and all that dynasties, but as far as God calling a people. We're it. He called Abraham and his blessed seed. But he said, if you disobey me because you have it so good. I mean, people say, why do we have it so hard? It's just not fair. But they don't know how good our forefathers had it. Number one nation. Forget Rome. You'll never talk about Rome again if you read the Bible and know the true power, the real knucklehead, the real uh, real people in the bush out there. And that was Israel. Because God fought with them. The Yah of Israel fought with them. So I know, Taurus, I don't know if you, how you feel about all this. We kind of get into the Bible, and a lot of young people probably not following us, but just trust us. We know what we're talking about. This brother here on the line, Brother Johnson, is a scholar. He don't think he is, but he really is. We are Israel, and God said you will not be able to rise until you turn to me. Second Chronicles seven fourteen, talking about it's my people. We are his people, called by his name, shall humble themselves and pray, seek. Until we as a nation turn, we're going to operate in some curses. But the, what Jonathan may not know, or maybe he does know, is even in our rebellion, he says after 400 years, he would have pity on us. Guess what? 2019, the government just declared this in Congress. Not too long ago, there's, e- there's even a law that says African Americans have been in America 400 years. So this is why we believe it's the time of coming out. Just watch people. Watch, excuse me. Watch these white people. They're losing their grip on us. This young generation like Taurus and the younger generation behind them, they're not like us. When we tell them something and they hear this kind of knowledge, they take it, they latch on to it. They're not gullible either. But us older people, it's fear. Taurus generation, these folks are died. They don't mind giving up their life. So I think it's time for a change. That's why I was saying earlier we need to reconsider this nigger word. It's time to start greeting each other. Shalom. Shalom, King. Shalom, Israel. It's time to wake up as a people. But, Jonathan, that's a good point. I'm going to go, did you have anything else before I go to Taurus and Donald, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree with you, and we served our, our finish, but I just feel like it's, it's still not a guarantee of how long we will get that pity. Because, like you say, when you go through judges, like for 40 years, we were, we were humble, and we turned to God, and we were blessed. And then our next generation will come, and then they will be wicked, and then the Most High would go right back to cursing us. So my thing is, yes, we've done our time. 400 years over, 
So now the blessings and the pity and everything's gonna flow. But if we did, if we have not turned our face back to the Most High, and we have now fallen in love with this white supremacy culture where sin is now considered in most people's eyes as nothing wrong, culture, the rap culture, and all these different cultures are now which the younger generations look to, and they look at it as like, yo, like I'm just trying to get that money. Like, I'm trying to have two or three women. Like, this is, this is what it's about, nice car materialism. So my thing is, yes, a remnant has turned back to God. But as a nation, I don't see us doing it. And just because the 400 years is up and God's going to have pity on that remnant, still because most people are brainwashed by this society, which is a sinful Babylonian society just reincarnated, I don't see how long that pity or that sympathy is going to last when we're still acting out of wickedness and lust. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what I'm, I agree with you. Yes, we're going to have that humbleness and that pity from the Most High, but oh, the, scripture still, the Scripture still shows that, yeah, we had that, that, that moment. So during that moment, is that the time for us to flee? Because as soon as he notices that, okay, but they didn't truly, they're truly not humble. They're truly not sorry for this. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's my thing. It's like I, I, I don't know. Like yes, I, I, I agree with you that spin it up and we are gonna he's gonna show us that mercy, but at the same time we still are so full of wickedness as a nation. Well listen, brother, that right there, you might that might be the smartest question I've heard this year. That was brilliant, brother. The brother's saying, Okay, the father said he's gonna deliver us after four hundred years. He said a remnant. He didn't say all of us. So if the remnant get delivered, what about the rest of them if they continue? And the fact that he says he's going to bring us back to the land. So listen, uh, Johnson, anything else? I'm going to go to Donna really quick and then Taurus, and we're going to take a little quick break. Y'all got to hear the ten reasons why people don't uh, go to church. We may have to, have to do a part two because we're running out of time here. But, uh, Johnson, I really appreciate that. Okay, brother? All right. Thank you. All right. And Donna, for some reason, dropped. I don't know if she was trying to tell me. But she just dropped. Taurus, okay, it's on you. Uh, any comments you have to say about I know there's a little bit. We got a little deep in the scriptures. Of anything, any comments on that? Well, listen, that's pretty deep, I'm, I'm telling you. Uh, but anyway, listen, I'm going to take a break. Taurus, you okay with a break? Yeah. All right, well, let's take a little break, folks. That's a lot. That, Jonathan, that was that was something. And I just believe, I didn't want to get too deep in it, but I do believe that a remnant is um, is supposed to return. We've talked about this. By the way, folks, if you missed any of the previous show where we talked about how a remnant is supposed to lead this nation, I do mean black folks getting up and leaving this country because these people is bent on this being their country. And the Father does promise that he is going to reserve a remnant. After 400 years, he's going to have pity upon us as a people, and he's going to resurrect some of us. Now, you're looking around, black folks, they not godly. They're not godly. He ain't just going to go blessing them, and they ain't godly. That's what Jonathan was saying. So what happens to the folks that's, that's, that's not leaving or that's going to stay here and not going to be led by the Spirit? Because even if you stay here and you're led by the Spirit, I still think there's blessings for you. But you got to be led by the Spirit. What happens if you're not led by the Spirit, he's saying? That is powerful. That's a heck of a question. So let's take a little quick break, and, uh, and Taurus is going to really, uh, we're going to have to show a problem by no more than about another 15 minutes, but I promise you, y'all got to hear what this brother said about the church, and I want Taurus to comment, and I think we may try to do a part two, because there's just so much to cover, and we didn't get a chance to do that. So 
Check this out, folks. We'll be right back again. Take a short break, and we're going to play this 10 Reasons Why People Don't Want to Go to Church. And Taurus, I know going to have a lot to say on this, and then we'll be right back. Hope you all enjoying this. Again, this is another episode on the Five Food Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth. We have Rotaris Smith on the line as co-host, and uh, Donna also, but her line dropped, so we'll maybe try to get Donna here in a little bit. Um, but check this out. We'll be right back, folks. Ow! Hello, and welcome to the Church of Fuck You. I'm St. Patrick. Well, I've done a video before called the Top 5 Reasons People Hate Christians, and while I really like what I said in there, um, the video is of such poor quality that I decided to do it again. And I figured, hell, if I'm going to do it again, I might as well add some more shit to the list. So now, it's the top 10 reasons people hate Christians. Are you ready? I'm going to try to keep this fast because I don't want to have like a 20-minute video. So, let's go. Number 10. Ridiculous proof. Now, we've all seen people or talked to people who say the most ridiculous things as a way that their God, you know, as a proof that their God is real. They'll say shit like, well, who made the trees? Or, you know, who, who made the sun come up? Well, actually, the earth is rotating, and by the time it gets to a certain point, it looks like the sun is rising. But in all actuality, the earth is rotating to the position for you to see the sun. Which brings me to number nine. They completely reject logic. Any logic that you can bring up as far as the Bible or Christianity or why there would or wouldn't be a God, they completely ignore it like it doesn't exist because all they have is their faith. It's so irritating to talk to anyone of faith and they completely throw logic out the window because how can you have any conversation without logic? Number eight, they insert God into every crisis. I don't care what it is. If it's a windy day, if it's an earthquake, it's a tornado, whatever, it's always, well, this is God doing it. Now, I'm not saying all Christians, now let me throw that in there. I'm not saying all Christians on all these, but there are a huge portion of Christians that perform these acts, and it's fucking irritating. Stop throwing God into everything. It, it's not making people believe. It's just making people hate your version of God even more. Number seven, the double standards. It's amazing how they can do something, but you can't. You know, they can curse, but if you curse, oh, you're going to hell. If they curse, oh, well, I'm forgiven. Really, people? I mean, can we have just one flat-out line of whatever you're supposed to do and not do? Stop this double-standard bullshit. Number six, they are extremely arrogant. It kills me to know in how Christians act like their life is so much better than yours because you have God. I'm sorry, because they have God. They act like they are ten times better than you, even if they have nothing, even if they amount to nothing in life. They're just better than you because, you know, they have God. And they look down on people. And, again, I'm not saying all, but some Christians actually look down on people because they have God and the other people don't. And they have this smug-ass attitude like, I'm better than you. From all of us to you, fuck you. Fuck you and your version of God that you believe in, okay? You're not better than anyone just because you believe in some mystical creature in the sky. Number five, ignorant. There are so many Christians that have no idea what is going on in the world. But even worse, they have, there are so many Christians that have no idea what goes on in their own religion. It is, it is mind-boggling how so many people can believe in something, but they know nothing about it. They just know like four or five verses and that's it. That's the extent of their religion. It's 
Ignorance is bliss in that world. Number three, they are completely intolerant. Now, again, I'm not saying all, but there are some Christians that are very intolerant. And either you do it their way or you're going to hell, you're a piece of shit person, you'll never amount to anything, they put you down, they treat you like shit because you, they don't agree with your lifestyle. And my whole thing is live and let live. As long as I'm not hurting anybody, why, why would you care what I do? The same way with other people. If they're not hurting anybody, I don't care what they do. If some person likes to sit at home and look at goats butt naked in the shower, who, who the fuck cares besides goats? I mean, I, don't, I just don't understand how they are so in everyone's business and dictate everybody's life off their own choice of morale. Number two. Again, I'm sorry if I'm rushing, but like I said, I don't want this to just be a long guy's video. Number two, they don't even follow their own beliefs. Jesus say help the poor. They don't help the poor. Jesus say help the sick. Jesus say help the orphans. Jesus say, you know, do all these things to help people in life, and yet they do nothing. They sit in their, their houses, and they just bash and put down everybody that comes across their path. And again, I want to keep reminding you, I'm not saying all Christians, but there are a lot of Christians that do this shit. They don't even follow what Jesus say, yet they want to go around and dictate and try to impose on everybody, everybody else's life to follow what he says. How about you try that shit first? How about you show us what a quote-unquote good person is supposed to be, and then maybe people will start following suit. But you being an asshole, you get no one to join your little organization being an asshole. Try following what Jesus said, perhaps. Number one reason, and this is, again, my personal one reason. They force their religion on everybody. And that is so fucking irritating. Stop trying to impose your will in government, in schools, everywhere else. Stop trying to impose your will on what you feel the moral standard or the moral code should be. Because if we go off Christianity for, what, thousands of years of killing people, of raping people, of putting people as slaves, of, oh, can we even go to the Catholic Church and them raping children to, you know, bishops down in Georgia or whatever the hell he was, molest, you know, raping little boys or molesting little boys? I mean, do we even want to go there with the moral code as far as, like, who has the better code? Please stop enforcing or trying to enforce your bullshit-ass rules on the rest of the world. We don't want Jesus. We don't care what you feel like your Jesus is or does or whatever. Keep that shit to yourself. If we want to join the clique, we know how to get in. It's not that fucking hard because they let a lot of stupid people in. So please, keep it to yourself. All right, man, that's it. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. This is St. Patrick. I'll see you later.
young black men or older black men even that are struggling in this white supremacist society and they need the father in their life but when this gentleman if you know if he's going through that with these churches they can't they black men can't get the help in these churches to fight this system if they're going through some of the things he was saying so heck yeah we're dealing tonight and y'all know that's how we do on Fire Smooth Stone. We don't run from these young people. We don't run from the old folk. We don't run from the white people. The boy had a lot of good points. Some of the things he had, a little deception here and there. and uh, But he had a lot of good points for some believers. I love how he kept saying it's not all because he's right. He's not all. It's true. So let's go back to the phone lines, and that's uh, Bring On Taurus. Uh, Eric Code 718 uh, I think the brother just shared earlier. Brother Johnson, your hand is up. You might want to press it once. Your hand to go down. You may want to come back on later. Taurus, area code 817-891. Taurus, what do you think of that video? Man, you said that was a white man? That was a black guy. I think he was gay. Probably. Maybe that's what he had against the church. But what do you think of it? It still don't matter. He talks about uh, uh, our beliefs don't make sense. We, you know, everything is God. We insert God in every crisis. God real and never real too When somebody When you put a mirror in front of somebody's face And let them see them And they know they're doing wrong But they be looking for something to justify them being right And they know they're wrong That's the first thing they go to The same way he said That's the first thing Christians go to That's the first thing he went to It was all defensive Like He was talking about people But the people he was talking about was him and whoever he Represented that's why I say I think he was gay. Well, and let's just say he was gay. It's still, people do feel like, this is my concern. Again, we need black men in these churches. Now, I'm, I'm going to share here in a little bit 25 reasons. I'm going to close out with 25 reasons why everyone can't miss church. And you're going to see we've been played. Church is more than just the pastor. And whatever he's doing, there's so much more in the past. That the pastor was crooked, taking money for sure. He ain't gonna get rich. There's relationships and things that people need from older people, wisdom, from and guidance from older people. A lot of black men need. A lot of black men need the camaraderie with people of their same age in these churches to help them and encourage them along the way. Some of them may find their wives in these churches. Some of them uh, are, are, are mentees, uh, are mentors uh, to a lot of the youth. They don't know people, youth are looking up to them, and they need to see them in these churches worshiping the Father and serving and giving. And, and they're not in these churches because of some one man, the pastor. He's still in money, just that. And I want to show, even if he is doing all of that, that church is priceless for the things we do. That's with a bad preacher. And so if he's a good preacher, it's even more better. The enemy tricked me out of being in churches for 10 years. We're going to have to show up in a little bit, but i got to talk real fast and just just hear it a little bit harder, Taurus, some of the things that that gentleman was saying. Um, I do think we can be prejudgmental at times. I do think we do have a double standard. You know, we'll say when we sin, God forgive us, but when you sin, you go into hell, and, and it's like we don't seem to... Uh, uh, we seem to look down on people that are not saved. That that is a part of the church world. They do look down on you when you come in churches and you dress a little different. But folks, 
I'm here to tell y'all, and I'm here to remind everyone that the church has so many things. Like, and uh, uh, uh Taurus, I'm just gonna kind of uh, well, let's talk a little bit more about what the gentleman was saying. Then I want to talk about the 25 reasons you can't miss church. But so you didn't agree with nothing he said. Mm, he got like them, them points, but that contradicts the whole Bible. So if you agree with that, you basically saying you don't believe in the Bible. So now I don't agree with that. Well, when he said, for instance, uh, people don't understand their Bible, that's true. When he said people don't understand their own religion, that's true. They don't understand the Trinity. They don't understand when Christ is coming back. You get two Christians and ask them when is Christ coming back. They don't understand his name. They don't even know his name. There's a lot of things Christians don't know. So I understand that, but I don't know if that is reasons to not go to church or because that's the name of his video, Why People Don't Go to Church. Uh, okay, it's a hospital, folks, family and friends. It's supposed to have liars in churches. It's supposed to have drug dealers in churches. It's supposed to have hoochie mamas in churches. It's just that they ain't supposed to be running nothing. They're supposed to be there learning. It's like a hospital. It's supposed to get tended to. It's supposed to get wisdom imported yeah. unto them. It's supposed to be turn their life over to Christ, but in the meantime, while Christ is trying to get control of their life, or the Father is trying to get control of their life, these people can be rapists. I don't want them to be. I hope not. But where rapists going to go? Where liars going to go? Where cheaters going to go? I'm saying, but where should they go to get help? Can't go to the hospital and say I'm a murderer. They ain't, they, they ain't going to do so much for you. But some, some of them preachers and ministers, if they're good, and some of the laymen even, can help deliver you from that mindset, that that mindset that make you want to murder. So where do bad people go? It's not a matter of whether or not they – I guess the question is whether or not there's a doctor in the house. Are they going somewhere where there's a doctor in the house? That's when I don't think you should be going to church if there ain't no doctor in the house, if there ain't no nurse in the house. Here's a good one. If there is no medicine towers in the house, then you can say, I don't want to go to that church. But that don't mean the next church won't have medicine, doctors, and nurses. I'm talking about spiritual nurses. Y'all, talk, y'all know what I mean. So, of course, liars should go to church. And I mean they're going to probably rest lying. Probably in church, because that's, that's a weakness they got. They, they, they got to get delivered. Comment on that, Tars. I think people just, people don't go to church because of stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Not, not you go with the white supremacist stuff, you go with stuff like that, you go with the wrongs that they're doing. It'd be too much for them to understand. Like, Grandpa Billy used to say everything's supernatural understanding, like faith and all that type of stuff. Everybody don't be ready for that. They can't handle the regular, ordinary life they're living down here and be worried about something like that. Because that's what really matters at the end of the day. All this stuff don't really mean nothing. You know, and I think there's just too much for them to deal with. So they can look for a scapegoat or an easy way out to just, you know, cop out to say, this is the reason why I don't know. That's the reason why I don't know. I listen to this video and that's the reason why I don't. And yeah, I agree with that. And everybody just want an excuse. Same way why they do drugs. They just want an excuse to justify what they're doing wrong. So, right, right. Well, yeah. uh, listen, Taurus, like I was saying, I think we got Donna back on the line. Let's let's just check. I think she's back, Donna. We may have Donna back. Let's see here. Erico, Donna, are you there? <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm here. Okay, can you hear me okay? I hear you fine. Okay, we're gonna go ahead and and wrap up this show, y'all. We don't have, but we're gonna wrap the show. The goal is to wrap the show in like five or ten minutes, so don't we? We don't have that much talk. But I just played a tape where a gentleman was talking about different things he have against the church, and uh, I was just telling Taurus that and we're gonna have to do a part two, y'all. That's all there is to it. Taurus, are you able to do a part two? Surviving survival skills of the black men and a white supremacist America. I guess we can get more into the violence on the streets. Why you feel that's going on, the criminality? Uh, if you know, you may not even know, because some of this stuff might be not relate to you, but why a lot of our, our young people are angry, uh, how to deal with that anger, um, deal with a lot of the rap culture, a lot of what's going on in that, and, and maybe y'all can undemonize it for us, because everybody's down, and maybe you know some good things about it. Are you willing to come on next week and talk about these kinds of things? Yeah, because we learn from you. Okay. Good, because we're not going to cover all this tonight. But, Donna, I just want to say this. I just said this to Tars, I'm going to say it again, embarrassed repeating, and that is that the church is supposed to have those people that struggle with murder. I'm not saying it's okay to struggle with murder. Please don't hear hear me right. I'm saying it's wrong, and the Father is going to judge those people, and it may take their life practicing any of these kinds of sins. But where else are they going to go? They're supposed hypocrites are supposed to be hypocrites are supposed to be up in church. I don't know if they should be leading stuff, but that's where they're supposed to be, Donna. Backbiting is supposed right. to be in church. They just shouldn't be backbiting in church. But even if they are backbiting in church, where are they gonna go? They they shouldn't be. They're gonna have to judge be judged because of that. But where are they gonna go? They're supposed to be there and be and being taught and being administered the spiritual medicine and have a spiritual doctor and a spiritual nurse is trying to get them free of this sin in their life. That's why we cannot afford to let these these things that this brother brought up hold us back. That, that brother was right on some of those things. Okay, right. but I want to just go quick. I'm not going to name all 25 of these. I'm going to go through this really quick, and then I want y'all to comment. We're going to wrap the show up. So I'm going to go fast. Folks, remember, you can always rewind this. And last week, I spent a lot of time on this. Just go back and Google Five Smooth Song, Blog Talk Radio, and go to last week's show. It was an open forum. Look at the date. I think that was the 26th of uh, February. And just listen to the show. I'll go into this more in depth, but I'm going to mention them really quickly. Donna, here's 25 reasons we can't miss church. Number one said, number one is, the Father told us not to forsake the assembling of ourselves with other believers. It's a commandment. Can't mm-hmm. even be having church. Uh, it's okay to have church if it's two or three gathered in my name, but you got to be accountable one to another. A wife and couple don't always work because a wife and a husband may not be, they may be partial in their judgment. We're supposed to be accountable to each other. So we have brothers and sisters saying, hey, brother, are you still struggling with this? You know, you know, the Father can help you. He's supposed to be open to people. I mean, the real people are really trying to help us, not crazy stuff. And this is why we need the church. We need others. The church is like a little village, and there's a lot of wealth in the church. Some of us need jobs and employment, and these things are there by people who's trying to live right to hire us or to point us towards jobs. There's So there's resources there. Here's another reason we should go to church, because it's a spiritual environment. Uh, oftentimes people go there who have 
mean well, and when we pray collectively as a people, there's a special blessing that comes that don't come with just one person's praying for you or two people's praying for you, Taurus, or Donna. When you go to church, it's called a corporate anointing. Y'all may have never heard that phrase. Maybe you have. A corporate anointing means the whole church is praying for Taurus. That's a whole other level of power. It's real. It's called a corporate anointing. And then there's another reason we should go to church. I wanted to play the, the, the gentleman that's had these issues against the church and then kind of dispel some of the things he was saying. Now I'm telling everyone the reasons why, since we're talking about uh, survival skills, the best survival skills for us to be in a church where we can glean help. We need help. Uh, there's relationships with older people. Hey, young man, I didn't see you last week. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing okay, Miss Johnson. Well, you know, the Lord loves you. I remember when I was your age and they started sharing what Mama used to share with us. Mama ain't the only one that had that wisdom. It's older people that we missing out on because we're not in church. Where about some pastor that's going to get a few dollars? Or where about some pastor that's doing this or doing that? These things is powerful, even in a church with a bad pastor. And remember, the pastor might not be all that, but maybe the assistant pastor got the word. And sometimes the pastor got the word. He just got other things going that's not good. That don't mean he don't know the word. I'm trying to talk about if, if, great things going on in a church with a bad pastor. So you can imagine it even get better when the pastor's acting like he got some sense. But here's another reason why we should go to church. There's relationships with people our age, our own peers, couples we can go couple, couple out with. Or if we single, single males with single males, we go out, go shoot pool, talk about the Lord. Hey, man, I'm struggling with this, I'm struggling with that, man. Well, you know, bro, I struggle with it too. And just We need that help. Well, when you ain't in church, you don't have that. Sometimes friends on the street can be like that, but they're not, you know, we're talking about a, a place set aside for yeah, and then here's another reason you should go to church. There's young people that's looking up to you. You don't even know a little boy was watching you. He's watching how you raise your hand and praise God. He's watching you sing. He's watching you go off in your pocket and giving an offering. And you don't know it, but some little boy or little girl is watching you. So you're a mentor without even knowing you're a mentor. When you're not there, they don't see you no more. You, you, there's not men a lot of times in these churches to lead these young people. That's not good. Another reason it's good to be in church, again, 25 reasons. I'm not going to go through all of them. I'm going to do my best to go through as quick as I can. pastor don't own the church. It's not his church. It's the father's church. If the pastor don't act right, somebody the father going to deal with him. So remember, it's not the pastor's church. Another reason, Donna, you understand this one. When we was coming up, uh, brothers and sisters, there's something called a, a gift of the spirit, gifts of the spirit, where the spirit will move on some believer that's real, that's really trying to walk this walk, and they'll be used by the Spirit to give you a word of wisdom. It's really, truly from the Most High. It's called a word of wisdom. This thing is real, y'all. I'm sorry if you don't know about it. It's real. They'll say something that they don't really know to say. It'll be like the Father speaking through them to you. Well, you're missing out on that gift called a word of wisdom because you ain't even in church where this gift can operate. You in here, you over there, where folk ain't even thinking about the Father. Another reason young pe young people and older people, we're talking about black men, survival. This is survival skills. You need that word of wisdom to survive. You need wisdom on what to do with that lady, that new lady you got. You need wisdom on what to do with that family. You need wisdom on what to do with that money. Another gift is some called the gift of knowledge, very similar to the, word, to the gift of, of wisdom, but this is knowledge, information. 
that the Father might want to use through some people there to, to share with you. It's a difference between wisdom and knowledge. I can't get into it right now. But another uh, gift of the Spirit is some called prophecy. Some people can look at you and tell you this is something about to happen in your life, and it'd be right on point. The Father is speaking through someone that's really living the life and telling you, be careful. Something is coming to get to try to get you caught up in trouble. And, it, and you may stay at home and dodge something that's going to take you, set you back 10 years. There are prophets in churches. The Father used this. The Father also used some called miracles. Some people have been healed. The Spirit moving somebody, and, and, and miracles come up, and they pray for people, and they get healed. That stuff ain't fake. I know there's some fake faking around, but all of it ain't fake. Miracles is real. This is the Father using mere humans to work His will. Donna, you following me so far? On point. Taurus, you with me so far? Yeah, listen. Okay, and then there's another thing called another thing is called we tell miracles, where the knowledge, something called faith. Some people say, I don't have faith, man. I just don't believe this stuff. I just don't believe the Father. Sometimes by His Spirit will move on you, and you just all of a sudden believe. It's like a gift. It's true. It's, you don't believe one minute. The next minute you don't know why, but you, just, you can believe it. I got it. I believe it. I see it. That's a gift. Well, this works when people, as we get close to the Father, read our word, uh, spend quiet time before the Father. These things are what the Father does. This is just some of the reasons. Y'all have 25. And then another thing, the Father might want to develop your ministry. You might say, no, I ain't no preacher. Your ministry might be a business. People that they have a business, that's a ministry. The Father might want to use you to hire certain kind of people, and, and he's going to keep bringing you certain kind of people to help develop them, and your company going to be used. It's all kinds of things I cannot name over this air, reasons to go to church, instead of sitting up looking at one man that sneaks, even if he bought him a new Cadillac. Look at all these things you're missing out on. So those of you that agree with that brother with the ten reasons uh, why people don't want to go to church, please hear what your brother has just said. All right, I love every single one of y'all, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. I'm going to go ahead, go ahead and close out this show. Donna, go ahead and give your final words. And Taurus, um, Donna, why don't you go first, and then Taurus, you go last. Give, give me your final words, and we're going to wrap up this show. Just give some final words. No more than about a minute. No, no more than about a minute, please. Okay, that was absolutely true. You can't do this by yourself. You were never designed to be alone. And there is power in unity. And where there's many, you are bound to make it. Because somebody somewhere is going to help pull you up. Our church is like a service station. It's where you go get service. So you need it. Whether you need encouraging words, you need to be able to, you need the words. You just need to know how to fellowship. You need to communicate with other people, period. More so with God, what His Spirit is. Period. Powerful, powerful. All right, uh, Donna, appreciate you hanging out tonight. Are you going to be able to do part uh, two with us next week? Said yes, but I had a I had a young lady that really wanted to say something tonight, and she didn't get to say anything. That's okay. Um, I'm going to ask you about part two next week. We got to wrap up the show quickly. That's fine, said. 
Okay. Well, so Don is going to be back. Tarsus is going to be back. And I think John and probably LSU will join us, our sister Eliana. So we have even more people on the panel next week. Folks, we've got to deal with this. Survival skills for black men in white America. Tarsus, go ahead. Last words, please. Oh, I'm just pretty much waiting for next week so I can talk because I didn't really get to catch the whole show because I was dealing with Brown. So I'll be tuned in for the whole show next week so I can chime in. Well, again, thank you for doing as much as you did. I really appreciate your input, Tars. We are going to get you on a little earlier next week. John kind of ran with his first half. And to next week, we, we want to hit all those other reasons where a lot of black men live. Uh, we did hit some things. We talked about relationships, folks, tonight. We talked about a lot of things that a lot of black men is involved with. This show wasn't irrelevant. We did talk about survival skills where um, – uh, black men is concerned. I hope y'all heard Taurus and some of his, uh, you know, him and John when they was hitting the relationships. And we did not, let's just get something straight before I hang this show up, end up in the show. We ain't no know-it-alls. We're just sharing what has happened, things we have learned in our life. Y'all may agree with some of the things. You may disagree. That's okay. But you can't deny that America is full of white supremacy, and you can't deny that African American has crosshairs on his back. He is enemy, public enemy number one in America, and you have to ask why, and you got to start looking at solutions, and that's all the show is about tonight. Tarek, thank you again. I really appreciate it, and we'll look for you to have you on next week. Okay. Okay, that was Tarek with Tarek Smith. Y'all heard from Donna Smith. And, again, we're wrapping up the show um, next week. Next week, I hope you are around to uh, to to be blessed by this, folks. Y'all cannot believe this phone line and the chat room even is just full of people still hanging on, still listening, and uh, hopefully we put some clues out there that really, really, really um, touch touch the. Uh, Touch the hearts of our men, uh, our black men. Uh, you know, there's a reason people are targeting black men. It's because there's an anointing on their life, and uh, there, there's a reason. You don't pick on the the weakest link. You always go for the strong man, and this is the strongest man in this country, I believe, once he knows who he is. So, uh, again, you've been listening to the Five Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth. I'm getting out of here. And uh, y'all check out this last song, Donna. Taurus, everyone on the phone line, check out this last song. It's going to be very relevant to what we have talked about tonight. You can't miss this last song. Again, I love every single one of y'all, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. Good night. Thinking about the world, looking at the nation, suicide, genocide. Homicide. Three words come to mind. Times are changing. Yeah. No more rumors, there are wars going on. Twisted doctor, scientists making clones. Economy got some backs against the wall. People dying for no reason at all. People of God don't even read their Bibles. There's no faith, no trust in the word But everybody seems to be quoting scripture It's just another word they heard Pastors leaving pulpits cause they're tired It's all based on how we feel 
overheard two people speaking the other day. One said that God's not real, but I'm just one of them more people who's got to hold on. Sometimes I can't see, but I still believe he's taking care of me. One of them old people, God's got a hold on. And I believe, I believe, yeah. I believe, I believe, yeah. yeah. So I'll choose to look on the brighter side in spite of all the negativity I'm surrounded by. No, it ain't perfect, but that's alright. Cause his hand is on me. Keeping me alive So many disappointments So much I don't understand So much I don't have answers for That's what makes me trust you more In a world that's always changing Everything's rearranging But no matter what's going on I'ma be standing I'ma be holding on Your truth, their truth, my truth Your God, my God, our view All I know is one thing nowadays Is we all need hope, we all need faith And I'm just one of them old people Who's got a hope